I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.com, and today I got the George Costanza of Bespin Bulletin, Bespin Bulletin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so over the last few weeks, few months, I guess, actually, mm-hmm. you and I have been discussing numbers while we play uh, a gentleman's game of Fortnite. You know, people mm-hmm. don't really realize how sophisticated our games really are. There's like a martini usually. We talk shop. We talk business. You know, the stuff everybody wants to know. What's on everybody's mind, you know? How are things really doing? It's 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 real talk, you know? And um, and you said, I'm going to take those numbers. I'm going to bring the real talk to your show because I'm tired of all this fake nonsense. Is what you said. Uh, I got tired of fake nonsense later on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Most of that is just a lie, obviously. Um, we're just playing well, Fortnite, talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I have the... Uh, I, I always have an interest in, like, numbers, whether it's to do with box office or streaming or whatever it may be. Yeah. So, um, like you said, the, the Disney stuff, uh, you know, they only have put out the numbers for the first episode themselves, officially. So then you've got to work off of whether it's Samba numbers to get an early little pool of it. And then beyond that, like you wait for the Nielsen numbers, which only reflects like the US. Um, so they're never ever accurate, you know? Um, but yeah. like you, you saw like the stupid stuff of, you know, some places were like trying to make the, inflate the numbers by removing the recaps and the credits, which are part of the runtime, which is, added by Nielsen and it's how Disney ever encountered it themselves because it's the uh it's the minutes watched divided by the runtime is yeah. how they get to their like quote view. And the view itself is it's not necessarily accurate because uh it doesn't account it well it includes people watching multiple the the episode multiple times and other episodes that air that week. So say that we're on also episode five if people that week are watching from one to five, it's counted in the week five numbers. When in reality, you know what I mean? Like it's shouldn't count. It's um, yeah, it's a lot more complicated. It's like that 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 takes like the snowball and the series mm-hmm. momentum of all of the episodes and then applies it to the current week. Right. Yeah. So you see like a, a show like Suits, which has been number one for like 12, 13 weeks on the Nielsen streaming chart, and it's like it's like nine seasons or something. And like, so people can just binge it. And because of the amount of episodes that's available, it's going to high have a really high, you know, minutes watch count yeah. because of that. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's hard to, and that's with the multiple season thing. So like something like the Mandalorian, they're on season three, but they are counting the past seasons as well. Yeah. So like it'll be Mandalorian season three, week one, but they'll include 
seasons one and two. So if people do want to rewatch up until the release, it's included. So again, it's not accurate. Um, right. You know. So, so let's let's uh what what Royal Fino just said. Let's let's just read that really quickly and then use that to like kind of hit on a bit of like the methodology that that you use to compile the numbers a little bit. He says Royal Fino says I said this the other day to people speculating. We see a fraction of the numbers that Disney has access to and actually care about. So the speculation online is just solving a puzzle with a few corner pieces. Yeah, I mean, agree. Pretty much, it's not. It's not like HBO. So HBO, they put out the unique viewership. So they're telling mm-hmm. you the number of households that are viewed an episode. So if you go back and look at The Last of Us, it's like over twenty million views a week. Uh, yeah. Viewers a week, not views. Like they're not doing the Disney Netflix method of runtime, like the minutes watch divided by the runtime. They're not doing that. They're mm-hmm. doing it in a more traditional sense. Um, so. Yeah, that's the problem with this stuff without these companies. Because of the streaming world we live in now, these companies are gonna they they have the opportunity to hold back the true numbers and yeah. tell you what they essentially want to tell you. So the, there was a comment in there, and this has been annoying me for the past a few days. There's a comment mm-hmm. in there from Frog Eater. Like before we went live, like fifty minutes before we went live, it's just like he came in and it was like but the Loki thing and it's 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 annoying because Frog Eater yeah. said it it did better than Andor, which got a second season, and its finale topped the Loki season two premiere. So I think it's success, and we'll get a second and final season of Ahsoka on Disney Plus in fall of 2026. Right. So this is what annoys me is because they're like, and again, we'll be able to see this when you go through all the numbers and stuff that I've written. The first episode of most series, Star Wars and Marvel, they uh, pretty much get a lower start and then build. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of Loki, like they're doing the minutes watch you know, with the runtime thing, it comes out around eight or nine million views for Loki season two, episode one. But Disney themselves, um, after three days of Loki season two, episode one being released, said that Loki already had uh, 11 million views within three days. Ahsoka had 14 million views in a week. So you know that's that's the first season, and obviously, as you can tell, there it's uh, it's pretty good numbers, right? You know, averaging around seventeen million, um, and yeah. So with with that in mind, like I said, the, the Loki numbers this week is like eight or nine million, but in reality, Disney put out there was eleven million within three days, right? So you know, so again, we are operating off of what just Nielsen tells us, and that's U.S. only. Mm-hmm. Then in terms of uh, the Loki thing is ridiculous because, like I said, as you'll see, weekend we got these things will pick up. Other than the case of Ahsoka, which is odd because it drops from eleven to nine at one point, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of them stay pretty consistent. Um, but yeah, it's yeah nine million on episode four, and then by episode five, we're we're back up to the, to eleven again, right? Yeah. And so and two still hasn't been counted. TBC to be counted, or Confirmed because they because that's why in the episode one it says Diz in the you know in the brackets it's just because that's really when Disney ever gave us numbers for yeah and then with the the problem with the and they didn't reveal the episode two numbers and then the problem with the double episode premiere was those numbers get mixed into one mm-hmm. so you know 
But, you know, when you do the, the math on the Nielsen numbers from the Ahsoka stuff, it's lower than 40 million. It's like a lot lower than 40 million because, of course, it will be. Yeah. Um, Disney are operating off of... And that's the thing. People should be comparing the Loki numbers to the first episode of a show, not, like, the finale of a show. Because mm-hmm. by the end of the Loki f- season, you can compare that to Ahsoka if you wanted. But, you know, like, look at there. Like, you know, Loki starts at 14 million. By the end, it reaches 22. Yeah, no Star Wars show in the list has made has reached twenty two million. Yeah, nothing has snowballed to that, and we could we could explain it away with COVID or whatever all we want, but it doesn't matter what the reason is. That's what it does, and that's not what the Ahsoka numbers do. No, so yeah, so I do, I do a little explaining in the paragraph above. I don't know if you want to read that or not. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Yeah, based on the minutes watched via Nielsen. I'm, I am, yeah, I'm showing the right tab. Uh, via Nielsen and divided by the runtime of the specific episode. So Disney and Netflix determine their views based on minutes watched. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> um, watched and divided by the full runtime. In Disney's case, this would include recaps and credits. So as you mentioned, the recaps and the credits is going to change those numbers drastically. Yeah, it's, adding, it's adding runtime. The credits. Yeah, yeah. Like it. Yeah, it, it inflates it massively. Yeah. Um, so, but again, when you turn on Disney Plus and you click skip recap, you look at it, you've already gone a minute or so into the episode. You know, like it's counted yeah. in the runtime for the episode. Right. So it needs to be counted. So Disney shared 14 million views for episode one based on the minutes watched divided by the episode runtime. Disney did not share the numbers of episode two. And as both episodes one and two released simultaneously, it's unclear how many view episode uh, two received. So, which which I also think that uh, like it's probably going to be around 80 percent of that first episode. You got to figure there's probably around a twenty percent drop off at most, but it probably is. People are like, oh, I don't like this. I'm I'm out and didn't watch it. But <clears throat> that's once again just an assumption. Uh, these numbers do not reflect unique viewers, which are individual households watching the episode one time which is how TV viewing was traditionally reported, though HBO still do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, so so basically they're they're kind of playing on our on our assumptions that it's being reported like how TV used to be, that it means what it used to mean when we see those 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 numbers, but it doesn't, does it? No. No. Like I said, the HBO again because I know they have a streaming service in, in the form of Max and whatever, but they still do report traditional numbers. Yeah. Um, you can go back and look at it for The Last of Us, House of the Dragon, any of the big successes they've had over the past um, year or so, you can, you can find it. When you when you have a really big dick, you're not afraid of the ruler, right? That's kind of the, exactly. that's kind of the, the fucking yeah. lesson here when you get down to it is, you know, they're, yeah, I mean, they're like, no, 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 don't you take that out. Uh, don't mm. you take that ruler out? No, no, no. Don't measure any of this. Just look, trust us. It's it's huge. Mm. Fourteen mm. million. Fourteen million guys. So, in, in your in your opinion on episode one, um, which which they said had fourteen million, you think you, you think it's closer to to what you average here at eleven million in actuality for the first episode? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. generally don't. I think that it's probably lower than fourteen million, like unique viewers, because again, like it's repeat watches. Like, how many times do you personally rewatch an Ahsoka episode? Yeah, like, I'm sure. Like the hardcore Star Wars fans are watching them repeatedly. 
I'm not saying yeah. every day of the week, but they watch them more than once. Yeah, I watch and, like when I like a Star Wars show, I probably watch it three times. Yeah, so it gets like included into into that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I think it's probably lower than the 40. Again, it's the reason they're using views and doing the method that they are, and yeah. not just going off of unique viewership because chances are the unique viewership, uh, you know, showcases a lower number. This looks better on paper. This looks better for for press releases. This looks better in the pop culture zeitgeist. This this is what they want you to know. Like, yeah, we've said this before. When Disney wants you to know something, they let you know. They say Black Panther had the most views of any movie on Disney Plus. Hocus Pocus two is the most watched movie on Disney Plus. Is the most watched Disney Plus original, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know they'll they'll inform you of it. Sometimes they'll give you numbers alongside it. Sometimes they won't. Like right. like the Ahsoka thing for uh, the Ahsoka thing after a mm -hmm. full week had forty million views according to them. Loki right. after three days. It had 11 millions for season two. Okay. I think the reason they didn't give us a full Loki week is because of the Ahsoka stuff. Ahsoka right. just happened. They're telling you it's 14 million. And, you know, and then Loki comes up shortly after and they say, well, after three days, it's 11. So it's right. a win for both. And Loki had the highest amount of any, uh, I think, show over the course of three days. It was something significant. Yeah, the, um, average, the average you have down for Loki. In the Marvel document is uh, 17 million at, on the on average. That's for season one, yeah. For so season one, the season two premiere, which recently happened. Okay, they okay. said it was 11 million within like three days. Right. So if it's 11 million within three days, you add another four days onto it. Chances are, it might beat the 14 million that they mm -hmm. said that so could God. But we don't know that. We have no proof of it. All we have is the Nielsen numbers, which is, I think Loki season two is coming around eight or nine million. Right. Um, Again, you look at the Nielsen numbers for episode one of Ahsoka, it's lower than what the 14 million is, because obviously this represents worldwide, not just the States. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, again, it's a very annoying way to do all this, and fans are left to try and gauge how successful or unsuccessful a show is by doing their own maths and piecing everything together from multiple shows. Yeah. Um, like I said, I went back for, like, the shows that don't do that well, you can't find numbers for so like with ms marvel for example i had trouble getting numbers and the bad batch i couldn't really get any numbers at all yeah so you know it was it's difficult so but yeah if you want to go through the ahsoka numbers and then like because again, again this whole document thing you all go into like the average or rank down it'll do everything yeah. else um yeah like yeah like so like see season one episode one we open with 14 million views it opens up with episode two as well and once again, we don't have the, the numbers on two, but we assume that a lot of the people continued to watch on, but obviously not everybody did. So episode two has to be less than episode one, just by its very nature. Right. And I think when they were reported through Samba and stuff, mm -hmm. they were saying there was a significant drop off from one and two. Okay. And, again, and then you see it up until <laughs> the point of episode five, where there's a loss. There's a three million loss between episode one and three. You know, there's a two million loss between three and four. Yeah. At that point, we were talking about this on the show, saying it was closer at that, at that time to Andor numbers, which it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it would and, and it would stand to reason that it if episode three has eleven million, that episode two has above eleven million because there's some people who watch mm -hmm. episode two and probably jump ship at that time too. Right. So it's probably like twelve million. Episode two is probably mm -hmm. like thirteen to twelve million. Episode three is eleven million. Then we take our dip, but then we have the Anakin appearance at episode five. 
And I like what you did here, how you went through on the ones and you said when a big name guest or mm -hmm. whatever shows up. I, I always I always contend that Anakin isn't a cameo, but that is his first real appearance in in the season and the show. And well, he's, he's a cast member, doesn't he? And then like that's what <coughs> yeah, obviously got everybody up and going for the, and then the it, episode. Yeah, it starts to really kind of go down. It goes down to nine million at four, but we end with Anakin that that little that little uh, appearance. And again, hey, that snips. bump, that bump will have new viewers watching. But mm -hmm. those new viewers watching, they might have watched episode one to four, like you know, ready for five, and that's yeah. included within that week's numbers, which gets you to eleven million. Right, and it'll be the same for any other show. If they think Luke Skywalker showed up in Mandalorian. They're gonna watch the rest of the stuff to get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, there's when a big character appears in the show, there is usually a bump. Um, yeah, I remember after the episode four numbers, the Nielsen numbers came out. You and I were talking about it on Fortnite as we do, and I was like, I'm pretty sure when he shows up, when um, Anakin shows up, it's gonna get a bump. You know, like it'll yeah. happen, and because it's just reflective in all the other stuff and all the other numbers. Um, like you know, I, I, if you look at the other stuff I've marked down when other significant characters appear, obviously Andrew doesn't have anybody, but um, if you scroll down to Obi Wan Kenobi, hey, it, it mentioned Massimita, man. Don't yeah. don't take that off the table. Yeah, if you scroll down to Kenobi when Vader first appears, again there's a million. Bump. There's a bump. Up three million from the previous week when when Vader shows up. Yeah, and if you scroll down to Boba Fett, there's a bump once Din shows up. You know, mm -hmm. this goes from ten to fourteen. Yeah. Um, People realize, oh, this is the the other season of of Mandalorians picking up in this. I better watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and it or happens. Four million like, people. I've not written in in this, but it happens on season two of uh, the Mandalorian as well when mm -hmm. Boba Fett shows up, and again when Luke Skywalker shows up. Yeah. So again, you see there in the book of Boba Fett, sixteen million when Luke. Luke. Appears. Yeah. So it, it gets another bump on top of it. Right. Um, but it's a thing that can like happens often. Is that there's a rise in the, in the numbers, and usually it doesn't drop back down to the numbers that came before it, right? You know, like it doesn't go back down to as low as it has been. It usually retains some viewership, and that's because know? of that snowball effect, usually, right? Yeah, yeah. So the, I read the, the people. Yeah, should I read this right now? In, yeah, yeah, I'd read that for you. Okay. In every instance of a character with a large cultural impact appearing in any of the series. It's evident the series receives a large boost in viewership. Ahsoka dropped to 9 million views with its fourth episode, the lowest of the season, but jumped up 2 million views the following week with the Anakin Skywalker heavy episode. The same can be seen with the B Book of Boba Fett, which had a series low with its fourth episode, but revived a 4 million bump the following week with the appearance of Din to Jaren. Obi-Wan Kenobi also received a significant bump of 3 million once Darth Vader appeared in episode 4. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. think they have this down to a science, or is this just a weird trend? I think this is just a weird trend, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this becomes a science. Like, yeah. this has happened now on multiple occasions. It happened in season 2 of The Mandalorian, it happened to Boba Fett, Kenobi, and now Ahsoka. Right. And the only time it didn't happen is Andor, so I don't know if you want to show people the Andor numbers. Just yeah, back up to the top just to show Andro season one. So the yeah. first three episodes is five million view viewership, which and that was from Disney, right? Did did, did Disney no, confirm that? No, no? no, they 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 were just oh shit, they, they were quiet. They were quiet on Andor, yeah. Okay, so yeah, but five million. Then by episode four, though, we're up to we go up to to a ten. 
which is actually like kind of a crazy recovery in a way, isn't it? I think it's maybe word of mouth after the acclaim of the first story. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. more people decided to tune in. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, uh, which is, you know, but then but then we get our, you know, but remember like the Andor, Andor was sort of like three-part arcs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moments for people to go. Uh, I'm gonna wait a few weeks. There's on that one. There's like I don't want to get into it again or whatever. Like that's how I am with other shows. Things that aren't Star Wars, I go. Uh, I don't know how to start something. But again, with the so you have the first three episodes, which gained five million in the five million first little movie. And then, yeah. So if you if then it's a you know positive word of mouth and there's critical acclaim, mm-hmm. people were tuning for the fourth episode, but they would have also watched the first three. Mm-hmm. So for the fourth week, it counts the people tuning in, re-watching the first three, or watching okay, the, right. the first time, and it goes into the fourth. That's why then, when you see the fifth episode, it goes back down to seven. So if yeah. people have caught up, you know, it levels across, levels off a bit, because they're not just re-watching the past episodes in order to catch up. And, and you have some people who are going to stay, and some people who are going to let a few more drop before they do that again, I'm sure, yeah. as well. And once you go from there, it's pretty consistent for the Andor numbers. Yeah, we dropped down to seven, but then we we see like eight and nine, and then we end up with a with a with an eleven million at the very end, and that makes sense mm-hmm. to the snowball effect once again because you have people that are now watching everything that they missed. Yeah, and then again, like yeah. even so, like five, six, seven, there's a natural trend. The seven, eight, eight is mm-hmm. retaining viewership. You know, yeah, drops a little bit down on on seven, eight, picks back up. Right, you know, it's. And again, once you get to the end of something, more people will tune in for the finale. And, you know, like you haven't watched all of Loki yet, the, the current yeah. season. Right. And you're planning to tune in. It ends this week, and you're planning to tune in and watch all of one go, which is yeah. how a lot of people want to consume their series. So yeah. they would likely do it. But some people, not all, especially us, we would definitely watch a Star Wars show week to week and watch it multiple times. But some people will just binge it. Yeah, for, for, for me, when it's a show, when it, when it's like a six-episode show, mm. I would almost rather just wait and do the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, as a movie, for the most part. Mm. Like, it's not that yeah. big of an investment just to sit down and do it that way. Um, but, like, when you, when you look at uh, Andor, you, you do see cons- consistency. And so I would think, say, with hindsight, Lucasfilm and Disney Plus could look at the potential of a show like Andor you know, its tone, its serious setting, who it's made for, and then they could probably budget that better in the future. That that Andor is extraordinarily expensive, right? But but people are uh, are saying, well, Andor got a season two. But Andor got the season two back what we always refer to, but the, the Tony Gilroy quote of Andor nobody knew five seasons. Was supposed to have to five seasons. Yeah. Went to two, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that that's if you believe their their version of the story one hundred percent. I I'm I'm not speaking for you, but I think our version of the story is yes. Tony Gilroy was like, "This is extraordinarily hard and almost impossible, and there's no way I'm going to be able to do five seasons of this like this." That probably did happen, but I but we also kind of think there's a good chance that they saw what the actual interest in the show was in the big picture. And the idea of it ever justifying the price at that price point for five seasons, even three seasons, probably became impossible. And they were probably able to get the second season because the machinations of the production were already well underway at that point. And yeah, so we, it was it was easier to, to, to do it than to stop it. Yeah, we know as well from, I think it's one of the directors of photography, right, who was mm-hmm. interviews around the time of this release. He said, during production, we thought it, we were told it was three seasons. 
So, yeah. you know, and that's what they were working towards. I think obviously post or, or even the start of its release, yeah. they saw the interest, they saw the numbers that on, you know, the official numbers on their side, which is probably different to this. And was like, okay, we, we'll have to do two. We can't afford to do this. Like it's not bringing enough for that. It might have critical acclaim. It might, you know, it might be my favorite Star Wars show that they've done. Yeah. It might be Rob's, it might be yours, but like at the end of the day, if it's not bringing them money and viewership, then you know what, what's yeah. the what's the endeavor for them? You know, so doing one more season and signing it off, letting Gilroy tell the story he wants to tell it in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's power to the creator, um, to the creative, I should say, and then. Yeah, but it's not it's not fantastic. But like you know, going into Andor season two, we're now seeing with Marvel that they're airing uh, Echo on both Hulu and Disney Plus in the yeah. states. Which again, who who uh, has a more mature audience than the Disney Plus viewers? viewers mm-hmm. And Echo is rated TVMA um, over there, so it's given it a better chance to succeed by sharing it across their two streaming platforms. I think if Andor season two did the same thing, it would obviously get a lot more viewership. And if this speaks to a more mature audience than just what you think of a typical Disney plus audience. Yeah. That's what we were. We were having that conversation just this week. We were like, if they were to put Andor onto Hulu and like the FX audience realized that this is like star Wars for the FX audience, right? That, that would be, that'd be wise. You know, it would, and it would be good for, I think it would be even at a little bit of a loss for the brand itself in the sense that the show's expensive. It would also though say, Hey, you know what? Star Wars isn't automatically this low brow cheese. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be. And I think that's important for the brand to take one on the chin every now and then for something like Andor, you know, and to make sure that the audience who would appreciate it sees it. And that's where, like this, this the Hulu merger over time will make sense. But at the same time, I mean, without getting too sidetracked, is that that eleven? Is it eleven billion they're paying for, or is it eight billion? I can't remember what it was it's for. Eight billion. Eight billion for for Hulu. Is that crazy in your opinion, or is that is that does that make sense? It's, well, this is just off of the market share. Like it, it seems accurate in what they're paying. Yeah. You know? Um. I I I don't. To, to merge all the content that have two streaming platforms at their disposal, I think it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's, I think eventually they will merge it into like a tab on Disney Plus, but I also think they might do the Warner Brothers thing of they've let Discovery ha- be its own thing. It still remains. I think uh, Disney yeah. might still do that with Hulu, but there's a Hulu, there might be a Hulu tab inside of Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, or, or both ways, even. Right, you yeah. can go the other way on Hulu. It's going to have the tab, and yeah, they might. Because, it, might it might be buy. Yeah, because buy you know, like there's a tab on, or there's an option on, like so. Like in the UK and the rest of the world, we've had the Hulu content and everything else for years, um, right. in our Disney Plus. But there's options to filter it that you don't see it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, you, you know, if for the people who only want Disney Plus for their children, then they kick off if they say well the bears and you're like that's not for my children or you know Atlanta Tommy here. saw a nipple and now he wants blood right you know? yeah so um yeah I think I think they'll keep today's show is powered by Tom's computer so, sorry mm-hmm. sorry I, I used his name so I had to say it yeah so I, th- I think they'll keep both but I think mm-hmm. long term it could 
again, it's a shame for Rondo. It, it might get more viewers if it's aired both on Hulu and on Disney Plus. And again, it doesn't matter at that point if it's just one or the other because Disney owns both. They're gonna count the numbers as both. It does mm-hmm. does does not matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it will happen. But with Andor, I think it's too little too late in that regard because I think if this happened for season one and they did it simultaneously, there might have mm-hmm. been more viewership, which might have been less do a third as they wanted during the production of the, of the first season. Let's right. do a third season. Like this, the audience it's reached on FX warrants it. You know. Yeah. Whereas you know, put, force it just to remain on Disney Plus and then just, like last year, they put it, like, the first three episodes on, like, Freeform and ABC and Hulu. Like, like that isn't enough to yeah. help sell the show. But, yeah, it's too little too late for that. But I think we'll see how it works for the Marvel shows, for Echo. They'll be the <laughs> yeah. first to do it. Maybe they'll right. attempt it with, with the Acolyte. I doubt it, but maybe they'll attempt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I always wanted like in terms of of uh, just Andor in general too, like like things that could happen, you know, without getting on too too speculative. But like, it stands to reason that if they had all five seasons, you would have, you know, how there's like people who believe like the government is run by like Satanist baby drinking like cabal of miscreants or something, mm-hmm. or like you got like your Rosemary's baby or your your you're the Omen. It's all for right. you, Damien. And then you start to realize, oh, shit, like a cult is around me and r- running everything, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in that grounded world of Andor, the guy who realizes that it, the empire is controlled by Satan, like mm-hmm. not, not in his opinion, in his political opposition, like literally controlled by Satan. You know, that's a that's a fascinating like story right there that I think could have been told with with the five seasons. Luthen finds out what that guy really is kind of thing. Like that would be an incredible art. But uh I I I have hope that if they're only doing these like two seasons, but then with its reputation, we see like some of those little arcs maybe picked up like a like not this one in particular, but like Sagarera. Obviously Sagarera is the thing that probably shouldn't have been included now that we're down to two seasons and he's there. And uh it's a good conversation they have, but you know I don't think he needed it, especially not when he has Luthen has that excellent monologue that he gives. I think it kind of takes care of it. You know, you just see the paranoia and that other thing. But we, we could see those stories maybe picked up other places, especially if this if the uh, Hulu thing should be successful for Marvel. And I think that it like the Marvel audience is way open to like like as a kid growing up, anyways. Like I always felt like DC was really the colorful one and. Marvel was the was was the one that got like a little bit more grit to it. Not not in the way it went in the big picture, you know, like in the nineties, it got a lot more gritty than other comic outlets. But at the time, and so I still think that if they could take Marvel a lot further than what they do, you um, see the, a lot of the the Marvel audience look because of the Netflix series because of Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones and wherever else they ate over there. Yeah, because of how much all those series were, they wanted that trying like, to come over when they, when they were going to reintroduce Charlie Cox's Daredevil and the rest of those characters. So, with mm-hmm. Echo, which is obviously so closely tied, and you know Kingpin is really prominent throughout that trailer. Um, yeah, the Marvel audience are definitely open to that. They want that. They they came off of the Netflix Daredevil. It's the same actor. They yeah. want a bit of a similarity in terms of. The physicality, the violence, and the, the bit of the darkness that comes with Daredevil, and 
you know, coming from that Netflix show. So, yeah, especially when you bring other characters as well, like the Punisher, supposedly in the Daredevil series, and you know, his series was pretty dark as well. Yeah, yeah. When when I went to D twenty three, I remember like talking to you after, and I'm just like that one, that show, the Echo series. It looks like absolute shit. And then the trailer I just saw this week looked like one of the best things that they maybe have done in forever. And I'm like, that show is not the same show that they showed us at D23. I, mm-hmm. I crapped on that. But that trailer for that that new Echo thing, I want to watch that. It's mm-hmm. night and day. And they did show some of the Daredevil stuff in it. I don't really remember it that well, but it was sort of in between, I'd say. It felt much like you know Win- Winter Soldier kind of Daredevil. Like where if Daredevil had been a Winter Soldier in that sequence that they showed of them like breaking into a warehouse or something, but um, yeah. So I mean, they they do apparently have the ability to steer the ship a different direction when need be. Uh, Shogun Ordas gave a two dollars super chat and says, "What does Star Wars have an equivalent to Satan? Uh, I think Palpatine is the devil, right? I mean, Palpatine has and the the central core theme of Star Wars is that anybody could be redeemed, even Darth Vader." Yet Palpatine, he's there's never been one thing that makes Palpatine redeemable. So I would say if there was a great white Satan in Star Wars, it's probably Palpatine. Mm. Or Rose Tico, depending on your point of view, but you'd be crazy. Uh, I'm joking. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. A, so after episode five, you see it, it, it pertains to 11 million. 11 million, yeah. Sick week. And then and and that's that's to be fair is still is still like the core of the show. So we do hit our average viewership about in the middle of the four episode four and five. Yeah. So we yeah. do and, and it it is bumped by the Anakin. It does get a little mm. bit of a bump, but we do hit our average there. I do wonder if Anakin didn't appear in the series where it would have ended up because yeah. they were losing let's just say two million a week in right. views. I do wonder where it would have ended up. I think it probably would have been much closer to where Andor was. But yeah. The Anakin thing did give it a bump. It did. Because again, once the Anakin stuff happened, as well, you did see Disney really pushing the marketing. You've seen it all over, like, say, TikTok and YouTube with Anakin spots. Like, they take stuff from that episode and it was heavily featured then in promotional material to let people yeah. know that this is a recognizable character. You might want to tune in. So. Um, Royal Fino said the great white Satan thing. He said the, the, the Senate. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. I am the Senate. I get it, Royal. Uh, I'm going to give you a little clap. We'll give you a little clap on that one, Royal. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, when it when it comes to to uh, the average of eleven million and the average of eight million on Andor, how do you think those shows compare? How do do you think that like is is that really bad for Andor, and this is really good for Ahsoka, or is this you know like uh, it's kind of weird because like when you mentioned that five million bump. I go like, yeah, Anakin's the big appearance. And I would also say for children, like my son, the lightsaber is just as important as Anakin showing up. Like in that's in that one is when the lightsaber duels really get heated. You know, it's like when it's really there. And I, I don't think I think one of the problems with the show is it t- it takes five episodes until my kid, anyways, is 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 like he believes the promise of the lightsabers. Before that, you get a couple of lightsaber fights, but they're kind of stylized and you know whatever. But that fifth episode, that's when I think he's he's solidified, you know? And so, like, so you, you do have, like, you have two things going for you, lightsabers and Anakin, you know? That's that's a big thing because, remember, like, like on that episode, 
Anakin didn't have to put on a lightsaber in the episode. There was nothing before we knew about the show that ever made us think he wasn't just going to be a smiling gimp of a ghost going, <laughs> I see you. I watch things from afar now that I'm dead. You know, I, there was that was the assumption that you would have made. You would never have made the assumption Anakin Skywalker is going to duel Ahsoka throughout the episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's you can't really just guess that and fake it. Yeah. And I, um, do, I mm-hmm. do think that without the Anakin appearance, this this probably would have maybe would have yeah. stayed at around nine, but maybe it would have dwindled. Maybe it would continue the trend of dropping viewers, but. By the end, as we see with most of them, they do peak again towards the end because right. people would binge watch the show. So it, I think the average would be much lower than eleven. I think Anakin. I, I don't want to say he saved the show because I think that's a bit like extreme. But I think yeah, I have something he, to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I think he pulled a lot of eyes and garnered a lot of interest in the appearance, and people were then willing to give the show a shot. You yeah, know, like again. Mm-hmm. The way that Ahsoka ends the first season, there is a possibility to have Anakin in the second season and also include him a lot more in the marketing. Me and you said before the show even came out, but we even saw a trailer officially, Mm -hmm. was put Anakin or Vader in the marketing. Just even a quick shot of them. Dude, if this show had Darth Vader and Ahsoka, like, like, or even Anakin Skywalker and her just clashing lightsabers on the posters... And you just were like, what the fuck is going on? That intriguing thing would have done so much better for it than just showing Ahsoka Tano looking pissed off, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, thing about it, or the, the, the place I want to stick up for Ahsoka on, compared to other shows like The Mandalorian Season 2, the big cameo in Episode 5 here is... It's it's linked to the theme of the series, which is a master and apprentice, the teacher felling the student, and therefore the student felling the uh, teacher, and who's responsible and ha- being afraid of that. That that's kind of like the central core of that of the uh, narrative here, and we see it even reflected down to to Shin and Balin. It goes across the whole thing, and um, so when they do bring Anakin in this one, it's not cheap. It's not a band aid. It's not just like a here we go in case of, of glass, you know, case of emergency, break Anakin glass right. and he comes out. Like how Luke Skywalker, like Luke Skywalker did not need to show up in Mandalorian season two. Great ending, but you literally could, could have done that ending with almost anybody in a different way and not have brought back a, a computer Luke. You didn't need you didn't have to do it that way. In this particular one, there is absolutely nobody else who could show up except for Anakin Skywalker. So that's the one thing that I want to give ahsoka credit for in terms of like uh i don't know series integrity maybe you know on like on like its well, choices well you said yeah. earlier do you think this is, is a trend that do you think they're doing it as a science or do you think it's just natural i think all yeah. of the appearances just had the bump have all been natural appearances that all make sense mm-hmm. and i don't think there was so we're seeing it as a trend as the, with the bumps on they might see that and then make it a science as, as you said it they might yeah you said none of it feels like cheap and it all feels integral and it all feels thoughtful in ahsoka and <laughs> obi-wan in in the in boba fett or whatever it all feels natural to the story yeah but we could get to a point where it isn't where they're like okay you're on mid-season we need a bump so we're gonna start putting in a cameo chewbacca like, yeah yeah. So yeah. And again, we probably wouldn't see it until like later shows. Like we probably wouldn't see that for Skeleton Crew or the Acolyte or anything. Right. You know. 
where they're like, okay, fifth episode, like this breakout Yoda, like Yoda's in the act yeah. right now. And, <laughs> right. And the same thing with Scarlet Grew. Okay, here's Mando. Mando's in the fifth episode. Like they would likely see this trend from Ahsoka. Yeah, because because happened on multiple occasions. Yeah, to be fair to them, they didn't have these numbers until they did these shows. It's yeah. not until they've done five Star Wars shows that they start to go like, oh, we know how this actually turns yeah. out. You know, the all one, the time. Everything's an assumption. One, and the one that doesn't yeah. have a larger like cultural character appear is Andor, and it doesn't get the bump. Yeah. Whereas all the other shows have one, and it has a significant bump in each show. Because we have a real problem with Star Wars fans in terms of their analysis and content creators between subjective and objective data. Objective data is hard numbers. Here's what it is. There's nothing, but then like the subjective data is, I think because I feel because, and they they really don't separate those those differences, and that's why the grip is so hard. Obi Wan Kenobi was a failure because I didn't like it. Yes, no way. Obi Wan Kenobi is one of the most watched Star Wars shows because I didn't like it. And there's yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, the average for Kenobi season one is 16 million views. And if you want to go Star Wars Theory, who was mad about like the budget compared to some other series, um, the show cost less and made more. How is mm-hmm. that a failure for them? That now, no, don't once again to be super clear for the slower kids in the class. I completely understand that it Kenobi looks like shit sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's not their perspective. That's not. I mean, obviously, I think the creatives want the highest quality art at the price point. However, the uh, executives are looking at Kenobi made uh, 16 million average views and cost a hell of a lot less than everything else. We are lucky that Kenobi didn't set a trend of everything costing a hell of a lot less. Well, look at Ando. Ando cost $250 million, right? Was it? Yeah. And it has an average of 8 million and Kenobi doubles that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in terms of bang for your buck, I mean, maybe there's even an argument to be made that it Kenobi cost a hell of a lot less because Andor costs so much. I mean, when you get down to it, Disney is going to allocate a budget to Lucasfilm for their operating cost. And uh, Lucasfilm might have said, you know what? Andor is really our future and Kenobi's our past. And we are going into a place where Disney are being very budget and spending conscious. True. Tony Tony Gilroy said at the time that with Andor, streamers and companies were just throwing money to bolster their streaming services and to get more people to sign up. So yeah. he was in a very fortunate time when he got budgeted and all. Yeah. You know, we're now we're now going into a time where this it's likely going to be a, a lower budget for most shows and most films. You know, right. I don't think we're gonna see the three hundred million dollar budget which Indiana Jones had on most Disney films going forward, other outside of maybe Avengers, which may require it. I and we should, actually... and we shouldn't. And with Star Wars, usually we shouldn't see that. No, we shouldn't. And you know, remember the uh, prequel films that it's put up, up on a pedestal lately. I love them, but they've been put on a pedestal with this current like generation growing up of prequel mm-hmm. kids. Uh, those movies were probably cheaper than season six, or sorry, season one of uh, Kenobi with inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, just to put it in, in, into context. I think they cost about 120 to 130 million dollars to make the prequels each back in the day. Yeah. So, so if you want to look at the some of the other numbers from the these, from the Star Wars series, like I said, you just went out to Kenobi and. Well, um, yeah. One thing I wanted to point out that you did here is season one of Ahsoka has 11 million average. Ahsoka is an original Star Wars character with about 
I don't know, maybe less than 15 years of development. She came about what, 2008. And uh, so, and then we have compare that to Obi-Wan Kenobi with 6 million views. So we have about a five, 16 million, uh, sorry, 16. We have, we have about a 5 million uh, difference on Ahsoka, but then look at Book of Boba Fett with an average of 12 million views. So Boba Fett himself has 12 million views and Ahsoka has 11 million views. I would say that's actually a rather significant win for Ahsoka Tano, whose character is very popular in the like Twitter sphere, if you will, but not necessarily in reality. Like, well, she's like very she's popular in the Star Wars circles. In the she's Star Wars circles, you yeah. Go, you go, you go to the conventions. You see a ton of Ahsokas. You, you know, there's a ton of appreciation for her online and on Star Wars social media. But the the larger general audience did not know Anakin Skywalker had a part of one. Yeah, did not know. They didn't tune into the Clone Wars. They didn't watch Rebels. You right. know. And again, like that's why bringing Anakin in, for instance, does boost that because right. it informs those people like, hey, I know this person. Let's give this a watch, and then they their world opens up to Ahsoka. So yeah, to have it compared to uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which had twelve million, only a million behind, it is significant, especially when you see the bumps that Boba Fett had as well. Yes, you know, if you go and look at the bumps he had when Din appears and when Luke appears. Like, like you said, you wrote, The Mandalorian is included in this list as I couldn't find numbers for its first season and views per week. It doesn't just represent the episode released that week, but any episode being watched. So with a longer-running series, a multi-season series, it'll skew the numbers. Below is the ranking of the most popular Star Wars shows based on views. And number one is Obi-Wan Kenobi with 16 million views. The Book of Boba Fett with 12 million views, Ahsoka with 11 million views, and Andor with 8 million views. So when you get down to it, we kind of hit the ceiling. Um, and even if we have the Mando numbers, it would be weird because Mando came out when, when the series was brand new. When, sorry, when the platform was brand new. So right. it was growing. So it's like all those numbers are just super strange, and it, it is a hard one to contend with. Even And it's a huge hit. So it, it's just super strange. So... I, I think by removing Mandalorian from it, we're looking at like your average Star Wars series too. Not the first yeah. and not not the the phenomenal Baby Yoda one. Just like what Star Wars is actually doing when it's just operating without uh some weird, you know, some weird trend like sweeping the internet off its feet. And we have, yeah, so we have Obi-Wan Kenobi with 16 million, Book of Boba Fett with 12, Ahsoka with 11, and Andor with 8. So we have an 8 million difference between Andor and Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That's basically like basically Kenobi is twice as strong as the worst show. Right. And and so, but that gives us a spectrum in which to sort of gauge future Star Wars shows for the time being, unless Disney Plus grows immensely or dies, you know, whichever. Um, we would have the we'd have this like eight million differential to like be like, well, you know, and well, and next- did we don't even really know how they view Andor either, for the record. Like, they might say, yeah, Andor was at that price point, was still worth the 8 million views on the platform. I don't mm. know if they would, but they could, but I doubt. Mm. Yeah, and again, like going forward as well, I think it's going to be very interesting with something like Skeleton Crew. Yeah. And Act Like, where they land. Because again, it's operating that little Dave Filoni Mandoverse mm-hmm. um, with Skeleton Crew. So we should see if it, I don't think it'll perform as, as well as Ahsoka did. Yeah, you would assume they're hoping for it to perform better than Andor, 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that lands. And then the Acolyte, the Acolyte has a bunch of lightsabers and a bunch of Jedi. And this, that, that's obviously, like, again, when I was in the room when they showed that trailer, there was people who had no, like, people who I stood with were no interest in the Acolyte necessarily. But upon seeing the trailer, they were all about it. Like right. The, the, you know, so once that, uh, you know, once promo and TV spots and trailers start hitting, it could interest an audience. Like you said, like if your son registered in Ahsoka when the lightsaber fight started really happening. Yeah. You know, again, we've seen it before. People, a lot of people associate Star Wars just with lightsabers. They don't even want to see the lightsabers in the Jedi and the Sith and that stuff, right? They don't want to see, you know, just a, a Han Solo movie. There's no lightsabers. They don't want to see Nando. There's no, you know, right. lightsabers. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Skeleton Crew performs and act like next year because they're less known quantities. Um, you know, Ahsoka does have a built in hardcore Star Wars fan base. Oh, obviously, Obi Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett are known far more to the wider pop culture and general audience. And Andor is a supporting character in a spin off movie. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but also with that, we could predict how this is going to go in the future. Um, in terms of, terms of internet discourse, like if Acolyte and Skeleton Crew should both be two jumping off points to long lasting and fruitful Star Wars shows with multiple seasons, it could happen. It's completely possible. You know, it's 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 in the cards as a as a potential possibility. However, with what we're looking at with the trends here, it's not going to start at the top. Definitely not. So it's going to, there's going to be two shows that will allow the culture warriors, that is, to go and then to say Star Wars is dead and here's the proof because Skeleton Crew opens up to 9 million views. Something like that. Whatever it happens. It's to open up to 9 million. I think if it gets an average 9 million, like, to me, that'd be considered a success. Oh, yeah. But it, it is, as well, we got to remember, it's also the most expensive Southern California yeah. production. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's it's not cheap to not make your show not look like it's being shot in Southern California. That's that's I think the big takeaway there. How's that that's by Obi Wan Kenobi and the Boba Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi both suffer for it, and uh, were well. That that's the that's the other thing that you could also take from this too is and and it's it, but you can't quantify it. So it's just it's more of a fun like fun thought exercise. Did Obi-Wan Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett having great numbers, but then cutting corners in terms of look and feel and being a really, I mean, once again, these are all TV shows and they look and feel like them because it's what they are. They're not films. Um, It makes me mad when they don't look like the films. I want them to all be like the films, but they're not because they're not the films. They're TV shows. I'll mention Andor that gets 250 million for a season. And then, and then, yeah, and then that's, and then Andor's the weird one that feels like a movie and it's the least successful one. But did Ahsoka and Andor suffer because of the cut of of the cuts made to Obi Wan and Book of Boba Fett, which I think probably to some extent they do. But we also can't quantify it, so it's not something I'm going to get hung up on. You know what I mean? You know, if that makes sense, because there, there's always like this, like take of I feel this way, therefore I'm going to go and right. find the evidence that pr- that promotes the way I feel. Mm-hmm. But that's called thesis-driven research, and it's not the way you do research at no. all. 
You didn't do that. You did a good job at this, by the way. I don't. I, yeah, I don't like Boba Fett is the, my least favorite show, and it's arguably the second most successful. Yeah, out of that list. So, yeah, I, I it's the second most successful, and I would say the worst on the list as well. I, for yeah. me, for yeah. me, Book of Boba Fett is a bigger failure than Kenobi. I, I, I connect with the core of Kenobi, even though it has offenses that are like offend mm -hmm. offend my sensibilities and preferences. Um, I still feel like the, the core of the Kenobi series, if we all sat down, if the world collapsed, we were all at a, at a bonfire and I'm one of, I'm one of the elders who remembers the good old days of when Disney plus existed. What was that movie with uh, Batman where he's like fighting dragons and shit? And he tells about, about empire strikes back. That's the scene I'm thinking. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So we're doing that. If I tell you guys the book of Boba Fett story, you'd be like, eh, okay. I tell you the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and be like, "That's a better, that's a better series." That, that was that was the better one in reality. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, and then below right here is the ranking, including one, uh, including one season long series of Star Wars live action series and Marvel Studios live action series. So right here, you do Loki season one had seventeen million. This so is season. Yeah. This is on the app. This is the average. So and and that's what they're going to care about. They're not going to care about unless it, unless something had a phenomenal like one episode that was insanely high, like twenty million higher yeah, than well, the rest. That that, yeah. that doesn't happen though. That doesn't happen with these shows. They're all serialized entertainment. It's not possible. So so yeah. So you, so you got Loki at season one at seventeen million views, and then Kenobi. We got. I'm glad we got Star Wars as a, as a second place. You know, considering mm -hmm. considering you know, and that's sixteen million. For Obi 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 Wan Kenobi, and and uh, to be fair, like just to throw it out there too, if we did have Mando numbers on average for its 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 uh you know its or the, the true numbers, it might may be the biggest show on here. It's hard to say; we don't really know. But probably, but Star Wars usually doesn't come close to beating Marvel on things. So the 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 the, the Marvel audience yeah, is like, huge in comparison. I did, I I did try uh, season two and season three numbers of of, of the Mandalorian but again yeah. because they're especially season three the kind of three seasons worth of shows right that's all included in that week's watch okay you know? so it's very hard to say like that's why I picked one season long shows yeah it's because you can see what what they did week on week okay but you know again it is hard to do. like I said by the time that like Loki has a a full second season like it'll be harder to ever include loki that's why you know we're only including the first season so yeah yeah, yeah and like like wandavision i think maybe the best thing that disney plus ever made is third place with 15 million because i think that was just an original piece of entertainment that was strange and i, I appreciated it and then for me falcon and the winter soldier i couldn't watch i watched a couple episodes and i wasn't interested in it i, I didn't mm -hmm. ever finish it but it's 13.3 million. We left a bad taste in my mouth, but that has nothing to do with reality. Once again, it's not, it doesn't matter what I prefer. This is the, what people are going to hate the fifth one. People are going to hate the fifth one. Well, yeah, the uh, the uh, fifth one, She Hulk, they all made a big stink about it and said that everything was dead and it was over. And you were the one who told me that it was, was it their most successful show of the year? Of is last that correct? year. Of last year? Yeah. Of the year that it, it premiered. Yeah, so that's I mean that's that's crazy. And look, I mean that She-Hulk show beat the Boba Fett show, but well, but you know, and you could use that to go because the Boba Fett was so misguided and awful and bad. But you know, these numbers aren't Boba that Fett crazy. also had Luke Skywalker show up and Din Djarin. Right? Yeah, and yeah. Him, so and and She-Hulk had that Canadian actor who's real cute. That goes yeah, that goes, that goes a long way. Devil in one episode. That goes. A
way, I guess. Yeah, then Moon Knight, which I didn't finish. I enjoyed Moon Knight, but I didn't finish it. I don't know why. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, I don't want to watch it now. I enjoyed it, though, when I was watching it. It's a weird, weird thing. I just felt like I was watching a movie in, in, in segments, and I lost interest. Very One of the things that's interesting with Moon Knight is it's very close to the Boba Fett numbers, mm-hmm. and it has an episode less. Yeah. True. So many episodes. Of Boba Fett has seven episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the full eight. Yeah. So then, yeah, Moon Knight has six. But and again, then, like, it's so it's very close. It's twelve point five on Moon Knight, twelve point five seven on Boba Fett. What did Hawkeye have? Twelve point four. No, no. How many uh, episode numbers did it have? Six. Six. So Hawkeye has less and does twelve point four million versus Ahsoka's eight episodes at eleven million. So. Yeah, and then Secret Invasion had nine million, which is uh, is is that good for Secret Invasion? I don't even know. That one was expensive, huh? That was the thing about Secret that Invasion. Was, it cost yeah, a lot, it was, right? It was like two hundred and twenty million dollars. It was like Andor money almost. Andor money. Yeah, number eleven <laughs> was supposed money. to be Andor, by the way, and I just forgot to include it. Number eleven was supposed to be Andor, that it's Miss Marvel at twelve, but Miss because okay. Andor has eight million on average, and then Miss Marvel has the lowest of six. Okay. Which is very bad. And yeah, yeah that some, is really some weeks you could not get data because it didn't enter any sort of streaming chart. They just were just like, let's not talk about it. Well, it wasn't, <laughs> even, just, we just, it wasn't even just like, let's not talk about it. It was just like, well, Neil, Nielsen didn't feel the need to provide any numbers because they didn't make it hit into any charts. <laughs> so nobody cares, so we don't. Yeah. Basically. Okay. And again, Ms. Marvel, I didn't mind that series. I think it should have been a film same thing for She-Hulk, but that movie, the Marvels, is opening this week. You know, yeah. and Miss Marvel is a massive part of that movie. Um, but as you can tell from the numbers, the least interesting show they've had in terms of like people wanting to watch it across the board, across Marvel and Star Wars. Right. You know, that that one did not connect to a audience. I don't know why, but it didn't. Yeah. You know, it it did feel like it skewed a little bit younger, but they didn't seemingly find the younger audience you know as the truth says if ahsoka popped up in jedi survivor there would have been a lot of people go who is this and yeah, i would I say if right. she if she had yeah and i would say if she if she had the ahsoka numbers would likely be a little bit higher because that audience is rather large who plays the jedi survivor games so it would actually be a better advertisement for the show than the game if uh mm-hmm. you wanted to promote something you know yeah and then you wrote the total numbers of watch time in millions of hours range the mandalorian season three and season two include watch times for past seasons so for example the mandalorian season three includes both seasons one and two with that in mind what is evident is that the rewatches of past seasons of peer viewership of season three is down when compared to season two by over 40 million hours likely signaling a downturn so mandalorian season two 181 million season three 139 million Season one, 90 million. Book of Boba Fett, 83 million. That was generous of you to let Book of Boba Fett be included in that. <laughs> oh, no, there's, there's more beneath it as well. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi, 71 million. Andor, 70 million. And Ahsoka, 67 million. And and I would say the, the Ahsoka one, I'm curious as to how much the Ahsoka one will grow post-release at this point, if if at all. Do these yeah, shows yeah, die roughly... or, do they, or do they continue to be watched? I, I don't know. Yeah, this is roughly around the time of, like I said, for season three of of that. Like it includes, um, you know, 
rewatches of season two and season one for around that time. Yeah. Right. And it's clear that the interest in at least rewatching and then pure viewership is definitely down on season three. Like it's right. 40 million hours less than season two. And it but includes we, three seasons at that point. And, yeah. and we, and we, and I want to, I don't want to hang up on it, but we do see a, a bit of a significant difference in pandemic released content versus post and pre pandemic released content as well. I also think that post and pre pandemic released content. Yeah. So especially from, specifically for Marvel is the quality is massively down. Most mm-hmm. people would argue that Loki, WandaVision and Falcon are yeah. probably the best shows that they've produced. And they're mm-hmm. the highest three. Whereas, yeah. you know, in post-pandemic, there was obviously a lot of discourse around She-Hulk, you know, and then they said Miss Marvel, nobody's really tuned in for Secret Invasion, like, was, a, you know, really not good. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints, especially in regards to the finale. Yeah. So I think post-pandemic, especially on Marvel side, um, and you see it obviously in terms of the box office as well, the quality has of the shows in terms of writing and production has massively downturned. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So there's also that to to consider. The same thing with Star Wars is, you could argue, even though Obi Wan Kenobi is the most popular one, um, coming off of that, you had Ahsoka that people don't really know that well, and you know, an Andor people don't really know that well. So yeah. it's different to, to to compare it to again Star Wars fans know all of these characters. We we are not the example. But a yeah. wider audience, but it's just, it's it's harder to see in Star Wars, but it's very easy to see in Marvel that the quality of the productions and the shows are definitely reflected in its viewership. You know, right. and again, when you know the earlier seasons of of the show, so like One Division was the first Marvel show they produced. There was less subscribers on Disney Plus at that point. Yeah, but it was getting more viewership and. You know, same thing for Loki and Falcon. So, you know, but again, yeah. I think. Right. Know, so, if you want to go through the Marvel numbers, if you want. Yeah, episode one and two, WandaVision, seven million was like this the is, opening. Mm-hmm. And it ends at and it ends at twenty million. Yeah. And this, averages out to fifteen million, which is very nice. Yeah, and then if you continue to go down, it it, it it's a trend that happens with all with most of the Marvel shows. Yeah. Falcon with Soldier opens at ten, ends at sixteen. And right. 13. Loki opens at 14, ends at 22. You know, th- and this is what I mean by when people were, com- were discussing, oh, Ahsoka beat Loki. Yeah, Ahsoka episode 8 has 8 episodes. It's going to beat the Loki season's first episode. Because right. as you see in all of these things, they all start off lower. Every one of these is lower by the time it ends. Yeah. You know? like that even, one- even Ms. Marvel kind of does it, though. It's about that five, yeah. and it closes at six point three. But that is clearly the one that 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 did tread water when you really get down to it. It was just yeah, more or less. And then She Hulk episode one eleven, and then ends up at sixteen, ends an average of thirteen million. Sacred Invasion, eight million. For the record, I don't really care about most of this stuff, so mm. yeah, I don't have a dog in the fight. It just the numbers are the uh, numbers, but. But it's, it's interesting to see, like when you compare the Marvel and the Star Wars shows, the drop off on viewership on either end of it. Yeah. And 
you know, like I said, like if people have in the past week have tried to make this Loki versus Ahsoka argument, which I genuinely think is irrelevant. I think you know, it, you're better off looking at Loki when it's done. If you if you want to compare it, but even then, it's like weird data because then you're probably getting two seasons of Loki. Yeah. So, but like, we, but we do know from Disney, like Disney themselves, that Loki season two, the first episode, garnered 11 million within the first three days. Like, right. People are operating off of. Nielsen numbers just based off of in the US, which is like, oh, it's between eight and nine million. Right. And again, we're taking Disney's word for Ahsoka's first episode of it did 14 million in this first week. We're taking their word on that. Mm-hmm. So we then should take Disney's word on Loki, which is it did 11 million in three days. Right. So what does that really mean? Like, what does it, what does Loki I mean, have to do by the time it gets to a full week? I could tell you if Rob would stop playing Fortnite and, and just come and tell us. Mm. But Rob, um, over the weekend, Rob got, um, we, we, you and I played Fortnite with uh, Tom and his son, and then we were able to play Fortnite with, with uh, Rob. And we and played three beast, rounds. By the way. Tom's, son is, is oh, a beast. Tom's son is, I mean, honestly, I think he should be on a watch list because <laughs> he's ready. He's ready to. He's ready to go to war. <laughs> no, we uh, we played a game, and um, on when you and I have a good game, we kill about twelve people. I'd say in Fortnite, we've got about 12, 12 kills. Probably is oh, somewhere no, we, we, like, our highest. Like we've got no, no, our highest. I'm, I'm saying like I'm saying like our, our average good game. Oh yeah, yeah, twelve to fifteen or Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've done higher than that. However. Yeah. This kid comes on, and we had like kills in the thirties, and I wasn't even seeing people because by the time I saw somebody, he already took them out. Yeah, this kid had like I think we had like thirty something kills as a team, and so he did mostly. He had like twenty something. Yeah, but like I was next in line, I had seven, and I was like, I thought I did pretty well, but this kid had this, yeah, like at least then we, at least twenty three, you know. And then we get on with Rob, and we got three wins in a row with Rob. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Rob is also a beast because Rob, Rob is a Fortnite beast. In a row. Yeah, and we didn't get that post Rob. <laughs> Rob know? has one hundred percent win rate on Fortnite right now. Since yeah. we're talking chopping numbers, I mean, here we go. That's yeah, what it we is. We didn't get that sort of win without Rob before he joined us, and we didn't get it when he left us. So <laughs> he's the key to our success, I believe. Because that's the thing, Tom's son. He's a little beast, right? He's, be, he's out there beast. murdering everybody. We didn't win with him. We won with Rob. True, true. He, was, he, had, he had a real Anakin moment where he was like really working for himself and not able to keep up with his slowest teammate. Whereas Rob's a real team player, wins across the board. Give Rob a grenade launch and he goes away. <laughs> just just dismantled those. You know, you know what the difference? I'm sure. I, I didn't see Tom play, but I, I'm certain what the difference is is one guy's out there killing people and the other one's like hey there's a guy to your left <laughs> you <know? laughs> and best like really and then he kills him yeah hey there's a guy coming down from your right like they don't they don't understand yeah. basic like just tell your teammate they might be murdered you know like versus getting all the kills right for yourself like probably a, probably a little bit of a difference my question with all these numbers mm-hmm. though right like at the end of the day 10 million 8 million 17 what what were they expecting internally? You right. know, like if you're like, hey, we we greenlit this budget for 150 million dollars, expecting 20 million views, and we did 15. That that's something, 
if we said, hey, we budgeted Miss Marvel at 90 million and we expected somewhere around eight to 10 and we got six, that's some other two. You know what I mean? Or like, like it just, we don't know what their expectations are internally because at the end of the day, we can sit here and say, well, this show had a character everyone knew about or didn't have a character. No one knows any of the characters in House of Dragons. It's just Game of Thrones. And I feel Star Wars can fall under that same umbrella if it's just compelling TV. But if you have a limited number of subscribers and you know, look, man, I was watching a video on, on the uh, history, the, you know, the history, Super Mario Land, Super Mario World, right? On the 3DS and the Wii U back 10 years ago, right? Super Mario Land, 3D Super Mario Land being probably my favorite game, Mario game ever. But like, there's only so many copies you can sell when your user base is so much. So you could say, hey, they sold 5 million well, copies okay. of 3D Mario World on Wii U, but they only had but did a minute amount of audience to go back to your to your to your earlier part well num number one is they've never said what they expect nobody knows that that's how gilroy got 250 million dollars make Endor season one they don't know what they're doing they're making it up as they go and then the other thing is is the the difference between star wars and a game of thrones is that game of thrones is very streamlined it's on rails you really can't fuck up and go watch the wrong thing there's not two things with Game of Thrones going on at the same time. There's no Coke or Pepsi for Game of Thrones. There's only if it's not oh, oh, okay. People aren't going to watch. Oh, it. Okay, but 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 the uh, the uh, but the the point still stands. If you're following Game of Thrones and you missed the current episode, you've now missed out on something on Game of Thrones. With Star Wars and Marvel, you can literally decide. Uh, I'm just not going to watch this anymore. I'm going to watch this other thing, and it's fine. And also, though, too, the big, the, big the big difference is, and, and they're also yeah. on completely different platforms that do completely different things. HBO that's, Max that's, is pretty similar to the combined might of Disney Plus and Hulu and all that stuff. Like, it's not, so there's not super numbers, HBO. No, um, um, actually, yeah, I would, no. I, Rob, I would say that I pay for Disney Plus mostly so that way my kids can watch stupid shit on it. Whereas I paid for HBO for the last like 10, 15 years as, as an adult because I want to see like golden age of television, good stuff like since Deadwood. Well, that speaks to the quality and, of this, the, and this, this, these stories that they're not the right. same, same rate of golden age of TV. It, it's or... a, it, but, but it's a, it's a different restaurant. And to pretend like it's serving the same dish is usually right, wrong. But internally, like, in the Star Wars, that what, what right. restaurant they but, are. But what oh, did, but, but what happened when, when Disney Plus? tried to serve up a, a, a dish similar to um, HBO. It didn't make the top 11. The quality has nothing to do with anything. Uh, that's why Andor's 8 million views, once they did something worthy of HBO, they were actually punished for it. I'm just talking, we're just talking the numbers about what it, what it means. So it's like, like, and then you look at the numbers and look at Kenobi, which you despise the quality of, is double that of Andor. Well, I just and despise so, the quality of the prequels and uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, okay, it doesn't really okay. mean anything. Like, <laughs> no, 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 taste, no, yeah. no, no. But, I, but I'm, I mean, I'm with you in terms of like Andor's quality and Kenobi are are two different things. So it's like, well, what do they expect? Well, I, I don't know what they expect, but I know what they value, and it's they value money. And those numbers that are closer to, are are a reflection of money. Therefore, like Kenobi does set the wrong precedent, doesn't it? Like it does tell them the wrong, the wrong thing. If they, if they were listening, if they're just I don't doing think there's, the numbers, yeah, but it's I, just in the wrong thing. 
I also think that these people don't know what they're doing. I think it's all still like everybody's pretending that they know what they're doing. And I still think nobody really does. The only difference now is they know what they won't pay for. <laughs> they know they won't pay 250 for an Andor 3. They know that. I also like going back to Rob, you mentioned the HBO. HBO, like as the, not as the streamer service and as Max, but as the, the TV network, they still report numbers as unique viewership. And it's still linear TV, essentially. Um, and you can see, again, with those two series, the biggest ones of the past year, which was House of the Dragon and The Last of Us, both shows almost felt like a big cultural moment, maybe, like in terms of when they released. Because if you look at both shows, they both gain a lot of viewers as the series progresses. And as more people say, hey, this Game of Thrones is actually good. It's not like season eight, you know? And, more and more people come on board and, and it came on and it, and it came on it, both of those shows came on like regular cable live as right. well whereas yeah, star wars doesn't do that right and that's the numbers that hbo report or whatever but um yeah and that's the thing but th- those felt like big cultural moments to a general audience you know and or didn't well, look even they could still do those numbers though and they're yeah. on cable and they're making money off max then disney even needs to rethink their disney plus exclusivity this this just points yes. holes in their their business yeah, 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 theory yeah, right. that that shoving something exclusive on a thing will force everyone to buy it. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, you, like that's that's the bigger story to me. Like, like I agree they need, yeah, they need to get back. It's like what someone said the other day. Uh, they just figured out uh, studios just figured out putting uh, having an ad model help bring in more money. Yeah, no, no shit, Sherlock. You yeah, know, like wait till they figure out physical sales will help sell extra things too you know like like just wait so like i don't this this is the bigger thing like it's not that they're look they are making too much stuff there are there aren't there aren't five game of thrones series plus movies every year you know like you wouldn't get those numbers if there were so there's too much marvel and i would say you know maybe start there's you know, I don't know if it's too much Star Wars, but there's definitely no movies, so that's a whole nother issue. You know, it's well. well here's, here's the here's the one thing though, like for like for the Game of Thrones like comparison, Game of Thrones does right now, anyways, one Game of Thrones stuff, but that network exists for the rest of the year, not making Game of Thrones. So when we say Game of Thrones, we're only looking at HBO's fucking runaway hit. We're not looking at like the fucking series with the weekend. And then and 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 putting that into the equation here, which is if we which is what we would need to do if we were to go like look at what the platforms are doing and how they're doing it differently and where it's failing, it becomes a, a whole different like beast at at that point. Even though I do I do get like why we would bring up Game of Thrones, considering they're just mining Game of Thrones actors and talent all the time for Star Wars and it's sh- the, the fan base well, is shared else, and though, stuff. Jason. But the but the but the platforms themselves I just find to be completely different animals. We have we have also it's a, a slightly different take on this from my viewpoint is that we don't have a fan base telling everyone Game of Thrones is for kids. It's for kids all the time. Mm-hmm. It's for kids, and that's what they tell you about Star Wars. What and when you get something that isn't for kids, they go, "Well, it's for kids. Can't watch it. It's for kids." And then when you do have something that's for everybody, I'm not gonna watch it for kids. Right. Like, you got to stop with telling your thing is for kids. I know where that argument came from. But you don't want to play. I don't think Star Wars should be placed in the same category as Teletubbies. You know, I think that's it's this this grossly irresponsible, not true. But can that's what you do can George Lucas still R word our, our childhoods? 
Not at the Playboy Mansion. Fuck. No. <laughs> right. I mean, if George Lucas can ditch a date with Carrie Fisher to go to the Playboy Mansion, Star Wars ain't for kids. Like, hey. <laughs> well, do you think because Star Wars is such a, you said it, it's a lot of people think it's aimed towards children and like or teenagers, and it's obviously a sci-fi series. It's looked at more as a quote nerd show, right? Whereas you got all these people who are watching House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones and and The Last of Us, they think it's probably speaks more to them, more to adults. And you know, even though they'll go and discuss Game of Thrones for a week long, they don't see it as like, oh, I'm like, it's just over here, for example, Peaky Blinders is massive. Yeah. And they, they I've seen all parties. These, they have Peaky Blinders parties, and like, I'm like, mate, you're cosplaying. They call me a nerd because I like Star Wars or something, <laughs> but they're dressed as a Peaky Blinder, like going to a Peaky Blinders party. And Stephen Knight's like sending you fake spoilers right now. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. I think like there's a uh, snobbery to these more adult leaning shows when yeah. they look down upon something like Star Wars. They see it as a lesser, like a, a certain audience does anyway. Yeah, you know, like they wouldn't give Ando a shot just because it carries the Star Wars title and there's like aliens in it. If you remove the Star Wars skin from Ando, it's still a fantastic, like, spy thriller series. Yeah. You know, like, that's, like, we said Ando was like a HBO level series in terms of its quality. Andor could have been a Blade, if we just took the scripts and said it's Blade Runner now, you could have done that and said it in the Blade Runner universe, and it would have been a great cyberpunk story. It's just, it's a great. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you, but, but once again, on the platform that it's released on, and that's where, I do think that they do need to monopolize on that 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 Hulu acquisition mm. or merger, whatever they're going to call it in the end. Yeah, well, and that, in, and in that is where world, and and Andor should be on Hulu now. In a just world, they they would have been paired with Netflix a long time ago, but that's never happening now. You know, yeah. Like that, the, the audience for this really is on Netflix because it's. Mm-hmm. And when I say Stranger Things. You know, you you can go and I'm, I'm rewatching the whole thing. Oh, by the way, you could you could be you could buy eleven on Fortnite if you want to get her. You should probably I, I, get her. I, I bought the I got, I got the, the dad. dad. I got I the got dad. You can call me daddy if you want. I got the bat because I, I like you got the, the bat? bat with the nail is my weapon. Of oh, choice. he's oh, he's, he's coming, Jason. He's coming. Yeah. That's how it starts. Uh, That's how it starts. My friend, my friend bought it for money. me because he knows I won't do it. But he's like, here's the bat. So. Uh, I'm um, gonna get you cable when he really shows up again, Rob. Every adventure yeah, has I a love step. Brilliant platform where you can't buy a skin and you just wait for a year until this comes out. But all right. Oh, if you're so missing anyway, out is me taking all of my money, Rob. Trust me. I don't, I don't. I don't have money. that. I go. Okay, I missed out. I don't. I don't have it. So <laughs> yeah, you have kids. Have <laughs> some kids and uh, oh boy, I buddy. am a kid. What are you talking I know. about? <laughs> yeah. Biggest man child there is. So. <laughs> But uh, what the hell was I say? Like that, the, the, but the stranger when they say Stranger Things, the the suits, yeah. I think they think, oh, it's little kids going on adventures. But when you watch Stranger Things, you're like, no, man, it's a it's a police officer whose daughter dies hor- horrifically of cancer, and has to then cut open a body of a kid with a knife to see if it's fake. You know, and you know if they're stuffing inside. It's, like, it's, that it's, is the, it's the reality versus do. the corporate high concept reality. They, like, like, like to, the, the, the corporate stranger things. You yeah. have to go there, Jason. You have yeah, to go like, there. Like, like for, for for me, the the actual like high concept thing of great stranger things that works for me is the fact that they are just making 
VHS horror that has been dead for years and they, they brought it back. Genius, smart. That's that's really where the power is of that franchise and, and, and of what it did. Like the, the audience who loved it. In the 80s, we were all experiencing VH, VHS horror all the time. It was fantastic. And it became passe and it died away with the golden age of television where television became like film. That really killed it. And then now that kind of, it's kind of come back in this weird Stranger Things form, I think. But so like, yeah, the, the studio execs always have their high concept. Like what's Jaws really about? Well, the studio execs, the high concept is a shark terrorizes people. Uh, the yeah, actual, like, what is Jaws really about? It's not that. It's about a father and his sh- family. We don't want the shark to actually eat anybody, though. We just want to mm-hmm. he- maybe he hear about it. You know? I, know, I like it when it kills that hot chicken she's swimming. That part was kind of cool. So I was like, get her. like, sorry. sorry. I think, though, but remember, Stranger Things was created because the Duffer brothers were going to make it. And Warner Brothers, New Line, whatever, yeah. it was like, we don't want the kids being killed. Make them older. And they refused to and quit and made their own thing featuring kids. because they're And that forced Warner Brothers to make an It movie yeah. wherein they actually had kids in it and when they had a sequel that didn't have kids in it no one watched it yeah so every like, time every time a good creator jumps onto an ip that you love there should be one tier of happiness and one tier of sadness for that original thing that they didn't create instead you know that's the way i kind of feel about it every time i hear an announcement i'm like oh yeah, all right <laughs> you know but i feel that mentality out. i agree with that but i also feel that mentality is there with star wars like mm-hmm. it, because you have a you know you have a studio that says we got a star wars land we can't have kids in danger but we're gonna put kids in danger but not really in danger it's like you, you're what messages are you sending you're either giving people legitimate like dramatic moments that they can latch on to and feel emotionally or you're just trying to milk that member berry shit dry for all it's worth and i think i think it's dry now i don't i really don't think I mean, you look. You can do a trailer. I, I was saying this on Santa the other day before the Echo trailer came out. I, Meg had typed in something like "Star Wars is dead" or something like that. She didn't say it that way, but she was saying something. Meg, Meg, Meg really wants Josh to be her friend this week. And so I was like, we all know we're just one good trailer away from everyone forgiving all of this. Yeah, like you know, like that's that's the reality. I mean, look how much the Phantom Menace pissed off half the the planet. And then there's a 30 second trailer with Vader breathing two years later. Now the whole internet was like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed. You know, and then no. Echo, Echo came out that day. I'm like, oh look, wow, all of MCU. We don't know if that show's good or not. I'm not saying no, that. no, no, like, no, no, no. I, I know I know one thing. I went and saw shit from it at D23, <laughs> and it was a fucking abortion, Michael. An abortion. And then I went and saw that trailer and I was like, this looks fantastic. What the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? It's, I don't know yeah. what that show is. But Jonesy, but, you know, you know, in the Stranger Things season okay, three and four. For, for the listeners, die, for right? the listeners, Jonesy said, Game of Thrones had new characters every episode. Anyone could die at any time. This made it exciting in addition to lots of nakedness and fucking. In Star Wars, we know who survives. Unpredictability is key. Except they're taking away the nakedness and fucking. Well, but the but then complains about that, right? Well, like, Andor added the fucking. Andor had yeah. the unpredictability for the. Mo- we know Andor can't die, but anybody else can, and it's still the least successful Star Wars show. No one thinks Eleven's gonna die in any of these episodes. Not maybe until the very end of the series, but no I one's that like, shark gets there. And, I want that and shark House, to get her when she's swimming. And House of the Dragon, because I don't know if they're referring to that 
as well in this, but they had a lot less nakedness and fucking. They did, and, right? And a lot as more the episodes, though. yeah, <laughs> and as the episodes went on, it still it gained viewership week on week because yeah. of like it's it's the old thing of word of mouth. It's like yeah. back in the day when like Loss was out or Breaking Bad or something, it was the water cooler stuff. You know, you go to work, you talk to your, to your co-workers about it, and you know, like it it was that. How, like House of the Dragon felt like it did that again. And, right. and the shows are filled with people making they're suffering real consequences for their choices. Yeah. They're not going, well, we'll talk about it later, and then we'll talk about it later, and then they just never bring it up again. But not doing that, like, 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 <laughs> like, like, in terms of we were just going to gauge art here. I know, like, you and I love Better Call Saul. You love it too, right? Right, Bestman. Yeah. I think you love it too. Yeah, we yeah, all love it. Yeah, yeah. We all we all love it. Um, but then, like, it's numbers. It's not rewarded for being good. Was it not enough? Well. You know, weird. You know, it, no, it, it's it's a it's, it's just a it's a weird. Everyone made money though. You know, the question is, and look, they they, they finished it, so that's that's a success. We have it forever. Like that's a great success. I'm not taking that that away from it. I'm just saying, it like, it's up AMC for being a place known for quality. Disney, but them, but then they Disney. then they fucking raped fucking the Anne Rice franchise. They did a, a horrible job with that, and they're gonna crash it all, all for nothing. But, not got, a fan of using that word. I, to I know it came out. Okay, it just comes out yeah. sometimes. I know, I know. Um, but no, th- but I mean, I have no. There is no better word than the bastardization of Anne Rice's work than what they. Hey, they I'm a bastard. It. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> I'm a bastard too. So no, that's I could use it. Um, yeah, but no, but I mean, it, it's it's true. Like like they've they've gone to me and like now I'm like oh AMC in 2023 doesn't know it's ass from a cell though it doesn't matter what they did for the last 15 years because because currently they got a bunch of jabronis running it is jabroni a word i could still use i don't even know jabroni but we got a bunch of jabronis you know what i mean it's it's terrible it's fucking awful yeah but that's 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 but all of this i think speaks to the actual like streamers position what have we seen in the last six months uh, during the strikes and the talks with with David Zaslav and Bob Iger becoming besties, we've seen that it. They're all like, you know what? We tried to reinvent the wheel, and we're going to go back to the to the old ways, to the old model, to the old television model that worked. In fact, let's just buy Comcast and do that. That's that's where we're at. So I kind of would not be surprised if we start to see shows either premiering on tv like on fx and stuff like that or whatever and hulu as well as disney plus or showing up on disney plus and then being rebroadcast on to to cable later on i'm gonna be surprised i don't know if this happens over there i assume it would but like for for the the yellowstone franchise and the spinoffs over here what they were doing was on the networks that paramount owned they were showing the first episode of say 1923 yeah, would air on it, and then it'd be like, well, if you want to watch more of it, you've got to subscribe to Paramount Plus, and it would be like promotions for it, the you know the commercials, and so on. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that, that you know one day we'll see a Star Wars show premiere on ABC at the same yeah. time as it does on Disney Plus, and trying to get encouraged to go that way. But speaking of Yellowstone, that that's one of the most watched shows, like worldwide, especially in the states, and that is on linear tv right like, then goes to peacock like for people to watch it but again it's still one of the most watched shows just as we talked about with house of the dragon and the last of us you know and euphoria euphoria is the 
Yeah. I guess now the third most successful HBO show, like only behind House of the Dragon and uh, and Game of Thrones. Right. And again, that is. And it's not fantasy. It's not fantasy. No. It's not. No. And it no is on a linear dragon. And simultaneously with a streaming platform. So, yeah, I think maybe if, you know, maybe in the future Disney does that, maybe they should consider. I think from what we've gathered today, they should. But yeah. the thing well, they when, used to make touchstone pictures, you know, they used to make Down and Out mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills, you know, Disney. They used to well, make, I mean, like they, they that was the whole letter that Katzenberg wrote to Disney. Like, we used to do this and it turned into Dick Tracy making hundred yeah. and you know million dollar movies trying to compete with you know batman but making the disney version of batman which tanked and i sort of see a parallel here you know like making the disney version of stranger things is not going to work for them they're going to have to actually make something that has real teeth you making this watered down version i just you can get the what, real thing over here wait like, what, what what watered down version what do you mean well, well like, when i say natural like yeah yeah yeah, and I've heard, but also they're doing it with Marvel in terms of like their younger heroes. I could see the mm-hmm. same mentality of okay. let's make like, let's get the younger kids in here. Like that's, those younger kids aren't experiencing, like I liked Hawkeye, except for when Kate has to fight Kingpin. That was the Stranger Things moment of her having to fight a real monster and they turned it into a cartoon fight. Mm-hmm. It was literally a cartoon. You could have just put whips and zooms behind the hits. It's like, what if she fought a real monster, lost, got the shit, but survived, you know? And it's like, wow, not many people survive an encounter. You didn't win, but, you know, you she met a real shark in the water. And that's that's where you go, okay, that's got, that's scary, but that's the good kind of scary kids. kids need. Look, kids want to be scared. Five the, Nights at Freddy, goofy, but yeah. kids like scary games. There's no nothing wrong with that. Like, Yeah, no, um, Hollywood and the music industry or before the year 2000 and before blockbusters became like what they were, everything was around like, yeah, it's okay. It was okay to fail to some extent. Not every picture needed to be a hit. Now, if you had consecutive failures, you were done, but they would allow you to kind of make a picture and a record and um, get out there and get known and get some prestige. There was, they knew back then how to use prestige. And it was more of like, yeah, it's okay that this this filmmaker didn't make the number one film, but it's it's a very good film. So I'm glad, and I'm glad that we made it. And then something else would come that would be a big hit, and then that would bankroll everything. And like the record industry was that way too. Like you know, you wouldn't get Queen today. Queen had four failures before Night at the Opera. Um, they it wouldn't happen. And so today they're kind of struggling with that, that they're trying to go back to the old model. But then we also have somebody like Zaslav who doesn't want, doesn't believe in the prestige, doesn't care, thinks it's pretentious. I think that's my interpretation of it. Does that seem fair, Bespin? Like, I think that that's where like the, uh, the uh, struggle is kind of at for uh, the current model that they're moving back to and how they're going to handle it. Cause how do we get the good shows? If you don't, if you just want the big shows to end up bankrolling everything, but then you treat everything as if it's a one-off, you know? I think at the moment, we've seen it, he said, with Zaslav and Iger, that they're both going to lean into their proven franchises and proven IP. You know, next year we're going to see another Game of Thrones <laughs> spinoff go into production. Again, mm-hmm. we're not going to go into Star Wars territory with it, but we're, we're going to probably get one Game of Thrones show a year. 
right? You'll have House Dragons one year, Hedge Knight the, the, the year after. Yeah. And then maybe if they eventually green like the Jon Snow one or whatever. Um and we're seeing it then with with Paramount as well. They're starting to expand their proven franchises like the Dexter franchise and billions. They do the spin-offs of those. Right. Um, and again, that's what Bob Iger is doing at Disney. He's he's talking about it. He wants to lean into Avatar, he wants to lean into Star Wars, Marvel, all of it. He wants to produce less shows, but he still wants to lean in and rely upon the proven IP. Like when you hear him talk about Greenlight and sequels to Frozen and wherever else, he's everybody at the moment is just going to the safe options. Game of Thrones to HBO is safe. What they think is safe, and it's not safe. Right. There are no safe yeah. options. You know, you're yeah. This right. is like they made a Frozen two. Did it have the same cultural impact as Frozen one? No. No. Like that's not. But it was free money. But, but this is currently where their heads are at. Like because of where yeah. we have been through COVID and from like the strike and the the not the collapse of streaming services, but like the cost of them. And the realization of like all these companies said they're going to become profitable within X amount of years. And that all seems unlikely for all of them now. You know, they're now having to backpedal and try and cut costs on, on budgets crazy and their shows. Here's what's crazy though, Bespin. The reason why they're not profitable is because they can't charge individually, let's say, I don't know, 20 bucks a ticket or in the case of video games, 60 bucks a ticket for these things, you know? They're, mm. they're charging monthly subscriptions. Had they put this kind of money and effort into their own video games, Right, they would have made all their money back by now. Like they would have, they could have put eighty million into Metal Gear Four and made four hundred million. It's op- it's you know, in sales back from that. Not, I mean, that's what that that's what that game did. So like, they're just not thinking like, they're, but they got to put two hundred and fifty million into a series, right, to make ten bucks a month back from somebody. Like that's not that's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Like like right, that, yeah, and they're good. Like and it, it, they've seemingly learned from like the over budget like she hulk had 25 million an episode which is insane like secret invasion was 220 million to produce and they've realized they're that waste look they just don't want to get into to producing video games they're more than happy to license out their ips and take whatever percentage they get from the game sales or whatever that seems to at least be disney's like bag at the moment whether that's right oh, yeah, or wrong, it's a dumb bag but yeah, yeah i know like, i get it yeah, like obviously Warner Brothers, they still have Warner Brothers games. They're currently producing a like, what's it? Is it the Harry Potter like Skywalker Saga equivalent? You know, and right. Skywalker Saga did well for Warner Brothers because they own TT Games. Um, they're trying to lean into games. They had a bunch of like Lord of that Golem got recently, which was horrendous, right? And well, I think Warner... they have a... <laughs> again, they, they sold that to someone and someone made it super yeah. cheap, hurts the whole IP. Hence, yeah. I don't believe in that model. I think they should be doing that internally in the way they, they just in the way they used to make animations is the way you make games. Same kind if, of budget with a higher, higher return. You know, if Disney doesn't want to get into games and it seems like they don't outside of licensing because the IP. people in charge are old they're older than us and they don't oh, get it. Right, yeah. You know, Jason like so it's like this. you they have a leadership yeah. problem, you know, yeah. they, they have a leader that is out of touch. I'm not saying with live service or free to play. Mom, no, I'm not saying. Any, I'm hey, saying man! Do Bob Iger's a cool guy. He gets what the youth are doing. Come let's, on. Let's see what the sales of Spider-Man Two are compared to every superhero movie that's come out in the last two years. You know, when everything's said and done, like 
gonna wonder. Hey know? man, pass Bob Iger the slips, spliff man. He wants to just hang out and just fucking party, dude. No, sorry. No, it's like I just there is the only way to do cheap superhero stuff as a television show is to supplement uh, is less superpowers and more violence. Like that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's the reality. They need more drama. And so you can't do a CGI led character superhero show for for one hundred million dollars. You you could you can't barely do a movie with that kind of money for a all CGI character. So it doesn't make any sense as even a TV. You need boots on the ground, Blade, Daredevil, these kinds of characters. You know, the turtles in a way would be something. Turtles in suits, right? Not CGI turtles. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, we'll see if echo pans out but that's the only way to do it i do think as well with um so you know over the last few years people have said there's an overabundance of marvel and star wars content right in when they're producing movies and not in star wars's case but um but there's movies and tv shows being made and you know there's always something available you know you go to almost every quarter and there's a new show available whether it's from marvel or star wars or wherever it is right and then you look at how TV was when Breaking Bad was on and when um, Game of Thrones is on. And then you even switch it to now where it's like Yellowstone and House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Euphoria. They don't come around that often. House of the Dragon is averaging like every two years. It releases the same thing will be done for The Last of Us. Euphoria is even a little bit longer. And Yellowstone is maybe once a year, with the exception being now because of the cost of stuff and the, and the strike. But yeah. that is all eventized TV. When one of those shows comes back or premieres, it feels like an event. And mm -hmm. it feels as if you have to be sort of part of the moment. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so this weekend, like Fortnite, like me and Jason have talked about it again, just to compare this thing, be part of something. But Fortnite went from 30 million average players to 15, like a month. They do this OG thing on the weekend and it had 44 million players in one day. And it's, it's new players, it's old players, but people came back because they wanted to feel part of something. It was an event, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I think we need to start applying probably to Marvel and Star Wars. I know Bob Iger said they are going to cut the number of shows for both, you know, the less Star Wars, less Marvel, and, and focus on the quality of both of those things. And that might still be the way to go, is because they're in a weird place of they. <laughs> Most people who subscribe to Disney Plus are probably watching the Marvel or the Star Wars content, if not both, right? And so they need to walk a line of there needs to be enough content on there to retain the subscribers, which is apparently what they're wanting to do. That's their focus, to retain subscribers, because costs are going up and people are canceling subscriptions or whatever. Um, but they can't have it too frequent with and they need new and they need new content to fill in the gaps and that new content right. really i hate using that fucking word content but that's what they're calling it now yeah is uh the people that you would have back in the day 30 years ago 40 years ago would have made a down and out in beverly hills would have made a pulp fiction would have made right one of those sort of r-rated now I need to make a series on the disney plus hulu thing you know like only murders in the building probably should have been on disney plus you know like they kind of like the prey, the alien thing, that stuff needs to fill in that gap, you know, like it can't all just be on the, the heads of Star Wars and Marvel 
to right. save a thing called Disney Plus, you're going to kill everything. Like, yeah, that. I think they should kill Disney Plus. I'm with you at this point. Like, honestly, I think I think they would be better off not running that whole um, that whole platform or a platform and selling the stuff to Netflix, Netflix. and selling it to yeah. everybody else who will pay for it. You know. Yeah. But but I, I think that you know it's like the streaming wars joke. You know, it's about trying to get that platform and the uh, the uh, Hulu and Net um, Disney Plus merger for the United States will make things a little bit more right, I think. But if they don't, if it looks like it's going to take fucking ten years for that to become what they want it to be, I don't think it's worth it at that point. You know. Yeah. But this is the thing they need to again. They bought Fox for like billions or whatever, right? And they haven't yeah. really focused much attention on that. So Rob mentioned like Alien and, and, and the Predator, Alien and Predator shows. Term- yeah, uh, they can't, they can't determine but yeah, there's an Alien show next year. And it's going to be on Hulu. Like again, over here in the, the UK and the rest of the world, it's, it's on Disney Plus. But like yeah, over there, and you know, so they are going to try and make use of it. And once they obviously buy the, the remainder of Hulu. And that merger on the services happens. Like, like I said, I think with you guys, you'll have what we have, and it'll just be a, a Hulu tab on your Disney like Plus mm-hmm. uh, service, and probably the other way around as well. There'll probably be a Disney Plus tab on the Hulu app, um, right. and maybe then they can start to do it. But they, I think, what the most successful shows of the last few years have taught us is it's a ventized TV. And Star Wars and Marvel need to become eventized TV. But we're in a position where, as we talked about, they're so reliant upon those two franchises at the moment. And for Star Wars, as like particularly, it hasn't had a movie. So they, the whole franchise has relied essentially on TV shows. But we're going into a possibly a year, 2026, where we have two Star Wars movies, which is doubtful. But again, it might also have other shows around it. It might happen. Um, it might yeah. happen. We might have 2026 where we have Star Wars shows airing and we have Star Wars movies releasing. So, Kathy, like, had said this quote, like, last year or this year, she wants to ventize Star Wars or whatever, like, the movies, like, James Bond. Oh, that's never been done before. Right. And, <laughs> and again, like, obviously that's not happening because she wanted two movies out within, like, seven months of each other, right? And then one a year. But it's a, that's not the case. And the stuff she shows between it. But I think Star Wars does need to be eventized. If Dude, they imagine want... if Indiana Jones they had skipped that movie and just made a video game given that there's no Uncharted in, you know, five coming in sight. You know what I mean? And just stole that Uncharted money from people. Well, it's and funny did that, treasure like... hunting. And you could yeah, do but, but, but we can't say... And... But, but, but that's like a... You're making like a movie... You're making like an investor's like argument like they shouldn't be investing in movies they should be investing in video games but we're talking about the movies to an 81 year old indiana jones like no i don't think they no no nobody nobody would say that though everybody that's the most crazy example that you could have pulled out because everybody agrees with that indiana jones should have been like a 130 million dollar movie just looking at it yeah but But we got the same people in charge are saying they want to eventize star wars when star wars was the event but even if we don't look at but the, but the, why is it eventized, Rob? It's because they fucking hold it at back for a decade. No, they hold it back for a decade, and that's the whole thing: is you cannot eventize Star Wars and have it come out with any regularity at all. It's just not really. Like that's why I, I disagree with the Kathleen Kennedy's take on that. I don't even agree with that with that take because I think you can make 
just as much money or not, as, or you can make it just as much money or make as much viewership by spreading it around and doing a lot more. It's better for the industry. It's better for everybody it's involved. Marvel in the movies a year, Jason, for 10 mm -hmm. years, it's still made an event out of the fourth and fifth Avengers. Yeah, I, I completely do not agree with anybody who says that a Marvel movie has been an event for a long time when there's three a year. I, I disagree. That's why I don't see most of them because they don't but care. I think the Avengers movies will be events. Avengers movies are those are a culmination yeah. of, of things 100 percent right yeah completely agree with that like like there there's you know Fortnite OG is 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 an eventized event when everything in that game is supposed to be an event like they found a way of doing it St Star Wars I mean just to be just to be real if you're gonna have multiple shows multiple characters multiple timelines and stuff like that and it's not gonna eventize a goddamn thing it's not going to no, happen. No, 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 absolutely. You know, I don't think so anyways. I, I would love to be wrong, but I don't know how you do that. Like I said, we, we started this show today talking about the viewership of the Star yeah. Wars shows and the Marvel shows as well. And the only way that goes up when we compare it to what's happening with the other networks with Paramount, HBO, and wherever else, eventizing and stuff is probably the way forward. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want as much, I wouldn't say as much Star Wars content as I get, but I want Star Wars as frequently as, as I've been getting it, because I've enjoyed most of the output, you know? And, you know, going back to, if it's one show a year, or, you know, one movie a year, no show that year, that's fine, because it'll go back Yeah, to... and it needs to be a consistent okay. show. Like, to eventize mm. the shows, there needs to be a Stranger okay. Things, a Game Rob. of Thrones, a Mandalore, or a Knights of the Orb, a series you can latch on to. Hear me out. For several seasons. You don't eventize the shows. You eventize the movies. You let, let the shows just satiate and you just feed yeah, it. Yeah, but that means there needs to it. be a storyline that's either but, happening but in the we, movies that's consistent okay. across all but those you, films. But you have to draw a line. I, I, do, I don't think you could eventize all of Star Wars. You, I don't you think you could eventize movies you and eventize TV shows. Star Wars film when every film is going to be a different storyline. I don't know. I don't know if period. you can eventize a Star Wars film when fans are confused that the TV shows aren't the films. It's really complicated. Yeah, but, it, but that's because there's a bunch of different shows. There isn't a show you're watching. Like I think it's because there hasn't been a movie. There hasn't been a movie. just getting The Mandalorian and you're on season four of it. The way you were just getting Clone Wars. Imagine if there was no Clone Wars season two, three, or four. There was like six episodes of a Clone Wars and six episodes of oh, a Oh, yeah. I could imagine. No, of a Plo but, Koon and six episodes of a Mace Windu. and six. It'd be confusing to people. They have to stick with one running storyline and develop it through. There hasn't been a Star Wars film since the TV shows have been hitting. And that has confused the audience because they're massively stupid. And, and it's there's not, also been multiple Star Wars shows. Not one and show. when they right, but when the, when that movie can that when that first new movie comes out, the first movie since the Disney Plus era, it needs to fucking rock and roll, man. It needs to the visuals. I don't I don't care if it's if it's X-Wing fighters and they can do it X-Wings on Disney Plus. It needs to be something I cannot get anywhere else but a fucking movie theater. And Except when I saw Indiana Jones, I liked that movie. I think it's a fine fucking average Indiana Jones film. But did it fucking rock my socks off and fucking like throw me on the floor? Could I we you know no, it didn't do that, and that's what they and were trying the to do. So I don't. Indiana Jones that came out a year and a half later didn't have Indiana Jones in it. It was mm -hmm. just this overword for a world of Indiana Jones. You would reject it. 
the so Jones verse. If the yeah, Star I would, I would Wars Ray movie is a big hit, has his amazing visual effects, blah 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 blah. The next movie that comes out isn't tied to that storyline. I'm just you're gonna confuse folks, man. Like they're not. That's the yeah. problem. No, and and that's but that's where that's where your Game of Thrones and your your Stranger Things has it easy, uh, and, and and Stranger Things also has it easy in the fact that it's set in real life. So when they set one, you know, in the '90s or something like that, it's like, oh, I know this isn't stepping on the toes of the other thing. I could tell it's 1990 because they're listening to "Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him" or whatever. You know what I mean? There's like things that would like that 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 set that apart with, with Star Wars. Though there is no way to maximize your profits and your potential of Star Wars by eventizing it and only keeping to one timeline or one thing yeah, because it's then all, it's all old it's all high republic or it's all uh darth vader it's all like none of that with, makes me happy with the star wars movie you said like they shouldn't eventize the shows right yeah like, i don't if think the, I, if, if the star wars like, movie kenobi out. shouldn't have been a series kenobi should have just been a, a, a fucking movie like that would right. have been an event and that's where that's why that's why the movie that's why the show ultimately fails because i think but i think they are making too many shows Mm -hmm. so in the in the movie year in 2026 if there's two star yeah. wars shows and a star wars movie like this that's too much for that you you need to build anticipation for the, even just the star wars fans to be like this is what you're getting this year go and see it go and support it like and, and it needs to be with, a star wars show that's that's telling a consistent storyline right I, four and or five I, of them and I agree until with it's that done well. and then start a new thing because because look, imagine if breaking bad season two wasn't Breaking Bad season two. It was uh, six episodes of Jesse Pinkman, and then six mm. episodes of his stupid friend in the phone outfit, and then Better Call Better Saul for six. Every I year. like this idea. You're selling me on yeah, it right I, now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no one would have. I'm telling you, it's confusing for the normal folks. Right. No. I mean, I, no. No. As evidenced by El Camino. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah. but even so, I don't know if you've kept up with any of the Marvel like reports through the trades in recent weeks but like one of them was that um marvel have realized that they've done too many individual shows and what they've learned with loki in particular is people like as rob was saying they want to connect with one character and one series right and they just want that told over multiple seasons and they're going to start doing that you know and they're going to take a bit more of a traditional TV approach to some of those things. Star Wars fans but. already do it with their timeline. So, like, mm. you have a you have a, a bunch of fans who just want Clone Wars timeline stuff. You got a bunch of fans who want the High Republic timeline. I'm not in that group, but there's a bunch of them. You got people who want, you know, I guess at this point people are a little tired with the OT, but you know what I mean. You got they're into timelines. So these shows, mm. I know they're jumping around different timelines, but they're they're not consistent. Every run the story through. If they just done four seasons of Mando and concluded it by now, Mando is complete. So if Mando shows up in a movie, that's fine. But that story is complete, and now we're doing an Ahsoka series for four seasons, and then we're going to do an Andor thing for four seasons. Then they can they can build an audience that jumps to one or the other. But they're trying to get everything at once. The the, the greed of it is really the heart of the problem. They're trying to do one of every. I don't even know how the studio develops seven different timelines. They, they can't. That's why everything feels the same, even though when they're not supposed to. You know, well, you're like uh, to, to, to be confusing. fair with, with Star Wars on Disney Plus, they haven't done any. They've only done Kenobi, and then everything else. So it's kind I'm of always a, talking to the average. The, not, not just the oh yeah, shows. I'm talking to the people at the bar. No, like, but, but what, what I'm what I'm saying is 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 Disney Plus Star Wars has been 
basically one timeline. And then and then we got and then we have Andor and Kenobi, which are the first two that kind of like when I tell you get to out make of the Fallen Order mm-hmm. game, you immediately think Cal Kestis, right? Wonder mm-hmm. what Cal's gonna happen next. You're not wondering, I wonder who it's gonna feature this game, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not that's that's the problem. When you see Star Wars is on Disney Plus, they don't know what it's gonna be about. What, what, but like like Marvel, like Marvel can go, oh, we're gonna do um Marvel coffee shop and Thor and Black Panther and you know anybody they want, Spider-Man, they could all stop by that coffee shop any fucking time they want to. Star Wars doesn't have that because Star Wars, this world, this this saga's World War II and this one's Vietnam and so on, stuff like that. So it's like like in order for them to maximize the use of their like best IP characters, they do have to do multiple. They can't do that. They can't do what Marvel does at all. They don't have that that luxury because of that. Because but they are doing the Marvel thing of in the Mandalorian universe. They're like, oh, Boba Fett's mm-hmm. coming here now, and Ahsoka's here, and Luke Skywalker and stuff. And they're and they're going to do the Avengers as a film. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah. they're they're but like that's that's like in that thing they are doing that. But I think what they need to have, and I think this might be to Rob's point, was every year they need to have, this is the Star Wars show. Right. You know, it's not just, we have this one, this one, and this one. This one has the kids. This one is, like, set, you know, hundreds of years before the first Star Wars, like, before The Phantom Menace. This this one is post-Return of the Jedi, whatever. Like, you need a position where, like, this is the Star Wars show. I, I I I agree with like Rob's take that he classically has said too of like it wouldn't it be better to have sixteen episodes of Ahsoka and have all of that stuff go through instead of having Ahsoka and skeleton crew and and or or whatever happens. They can't to be. have their cake and eat like, it too, Jason. They, I know they're mm-hmm. like, well, these characters then these characters aren't going to appear for four years. You're not going to see Anakin for yeah. another four years until we do a series that's what will have Anakin in it. That's what will keep it in an event. But you can't be like, we got to have them be able to get together whenever they want. That ain't that ain't working. Like it's worked in a short end. It's worked in the short term, but long term, it's hurting everything. Mm-hmm. So that way of yeah, thinking, that's it's not it's it's the well, wrong way of thinking. The right? I I think I think the way that the future of this is going to go is I think Filoni is going to. I, I number one, I think that what we're discussing is already dead. I think Filoni is going to start making Star Wars films, and let's just pretend it doesn't bomb. Okay. It doesn't bomb. I don't think he goes back. I honestly, I think once once that film happens, I don't know how much more of the, of the Mandalorian universe stuff we get from those guys. I think they start making unless, films unless they just palm her off on Famuyiwa and other people mm-hmm. who've been heavily involved with the process of those seasons. No, no, that no, that's that's definitely like what would end up happening to something like Skeleton Crew to like if it needed more, it was to finish out. I I, I think it tapers off though, and I think that it uh, acolyte. I think that it that it they are personally highly invested in that, and yeah, if the acolyte series ends up being like 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 really strong, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a complete separation of what's going on in Disney Plus and the and the shows, and then what we have going on in film. But then we and do, do have the five seasons of the acolyte. You know what I mean? Like let give those characters legitimate arcs that go through that we all build up and you build an audience. Not it's not going to be for everyone. It's not going to save. They, their they were. But yeah. but fifty shows ain't saving their Disney Plus, so you may as well, well not kill your brand and build up an actual fan base that will buy all your. your but but we just movies. we just looked at all of the all of the all of the numbers as best as we can. We we don't know exactly how dead Disney Plus is. We don't know how That's much true. like 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 we don't really know like how 
how much better does Disney, Disney Plus need to be do for them to be like moderately happy? I think that was the point no, I was bringing up. Like, how? What are they? Expect? Yeah. What do they expect? You know, like, yeah. They. We don't know. And they don't because they don't know what they're doing. They're having to pretend that they know when we just they're just not telling us, but they don't actually know. They just know that when they they put out a show. And like, oh, it doesn't have like huge numbers and it costs a lot of money. But then we saw we made like a lot of money on merch. Well, it kind of seems worth it, we think. But they don't really know. And that's why like, that's why we said Andor got a season two, but why it's not getting a season three. And why they decided to just make, make it shorter, we think. Um, Shogun, Order, Shogun Orda gave a $5 super chat. Also a channel member. Thank you, Shogun. Says, my gut says Ahsoka was just over the line of okay to justify season two. But if you apply the matrix of cost, does it fall under the line to warrant a season two? And that's that that's always the big question because if you don't make any more of it, you can't grow it. But if it's already like gonna fail, it, it, I think they what they do is they look at how if this did grow realistically, if this grows, what does it grow into? And I but think that it that's time, that's yeah. why. That's why, like Mando, they would allow to to do what it's done, but like Andor, they won't because they know it will never grow. Andor will never grow into something that is worth the investment, I guess. Deep Space Nine came out at yeah. the at the tail end of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which you know had a huge fan base. Yeah. DC Deep Space Nine, DS Nine cost way more than yeah. the Next Generation. Had way more characters. It had a giant set giant promenades with multiple shops. It had a CGI character who did the T2 morphine thing yeah. at least once an episode, you know, and the ratings were way down. Yeah. And so what and did I they do? Like just it. cancel it? No, they it, no. they got better at writing. They built those characters up. They brought in people to help, brought in some characters from the, brought in Worf to help spice up the show or whatever, but not just as a gimmick, built the Klingons in as an actual adversary. Give people an adversary that they know because they don't really relate to this Dominion and this weird Balkan war parallel storyline so you could take ahsoka and iterate on it but you can't iterate on it if you just quit and say we'll dump it in the movie theaters and then when it doesn't do great as a movie say star wars movies are dead like they need to build off this with quality writing and just you know like no one does i've not seen anyone see the ahsoka series and go i hate them characters you know no one's been like that it's just been like well maybe it's not as cool as it could be you know like maybe uh thrawn's kind of just i don't know whatever ambivalency like that's all just a creative thing you can fix outright rejection is nipples on the bat suit right mm -hmm. like that's outright rejection that's that's not working and you could try to force that down people's you know toys or whatever but it's not happening like like as much as i love batman forever that is not the way to do two-face don't no. do that ever like, like you know like it's not helping anybody yeah so i just no, think I mean, like that's they got to give this a shot versus you know what 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 is the what is the end the end game at the at the end of the day they make nothing we all go home okay what else are they going to make snow white and the seven doors i mean look how well that they don't even know how to do that at this point jason like, yeah. they, they're human one day and the robert zemeckis cgi monsters the next like they don't know what to yeah. do over there you know <laughs> yeah i mean no no i mean it, it's like I, I i i i have like i don't know sympathy for for lucasfilm in particular because i think that it this is super hard and i don't think that there's any one right answer to any of the stuff at, at all. 
Like, I, I just think that, like, if you do this, why didn't you do that? If you do that, you could have done this. You know, just it's just a circular kind of kind of thing. So, what what I end up caring about more um, specifically is that content is getting released, and that's that's the thing. That's why, like, you know, it's very frustrating that we haven't had a Star Wars film since 2019. But also, like, look at the amount of television shows that we've had. The amount of like Star Wars, like, I, I feel like Andor gave me like three or four Star Wars films. You know what I mean in that that first season. So in a way, it's like eh, it's good. as a fan of the stuff. It, you know, it's always good to have like that amazing first screening at a you know of a movie in a theater and shit like that. But the realistic side of it is, is this stuff is on our televisions at home, and we we rewatch it like over and over again over the years. And so on one hand, I'm not completely like, you know, like the error to me doesn't like a wash, but I also think that yet they uh, need to kind of get that, that film slate uh, up and running. And I think when that happens, if they knock that out of the park with the, with the films, when, if they really are great films, I think it's going to inspire um, probably uh, uh, the, the third generation of Disney plus shows that will then maybe even do better for them. I think that could happen. I think that's completely like possible, but I see the Mando verse stuff and this current stuff dying out acolyte taking over the films releasing and then the acolyte and then that stuff from those films going onto Disney plus while potentially the acolyte content jumps to, 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 to film because that regardless of what they say, I don't give a fuck if they ever admit it. I know for a fact 100% concretely that the High Republic era was kicked off to make a fucking Yoda movie. That was the point. And they're going right. to get their fucking Yoda movie, man. They're going to get it. But they have but I think I think Grogu has been kind of a oh, we can kind of hold off on that. We're kind of doing good with this other little green guy and so on. But I I see as it we as it moves forward, I think we end up going uh that I think that's and what their happens. biggest and and, and, and there'll be a whole creative, new mistakes at that point. Whole new mistakes being made. And at the that biggest point. creative success they've had this year is Fallen Order, and mm -hmm. it just gets ignored. And I think think that by it gets ignored by Disney, right? I'm not saying by the fans or by marketing or whatever. By Disney, yeah. you know that celebration comes along. That's like the fourth panel, you know, in the bottom tier. Yeah, whatever. We're past all this other stuff. And I don't uh, think they had a panel for it this year. Really? They, there you go. Yeah, I think they just put it on like this this Star Wars live stage. He yeah. just went on. Uh, yeah, he did. Right, he just went on and showed a trailer. I think. No, I don't know what they did. They did something. No, he just came out and gave a poncho away and like talked about it, and that was it. You right. could buy a two hundred dollar lightsaber at Disney. Yeah. Galactic Edge, if you if you go. Yeah, they were they were. Um, I I saw uh, Asatru mentioning the fact that on the current EA earnings call, they were supposed to bring like he was like, are they going to bring up? this uh star wars survivor for the old old systems thing that they announced nothing they didn't they, say anything about it talking about the success of that though that, Weird. that's presumably why they're making it for last gen yeah because they didn't see the sales that they wanted so now they're like well there's 114 million ps4s in the wild and wherever let's just get it out for that yeah because you listen to like the the game director and everybody else around it they said they created it purely as a next gen experience which it was yeah and now ea had seemingly making them go back on that just for sales 
Yeah. Do you do you think that by doing that, that would allow them to maybe make like a phone port of it as well? Because like a phone could probably run I mean, it today. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think maybe that might be like like the you know? Well, look at the, look at the iPhone 15 Pro, or whatever. Right. That's like that's currently running like Resident Evil 4 remake or something. Right. You know? Like. Yeah. And I think it's one of the Assassin's Creed games, the newer ones, Mirage. But like, yeah, I think eventually that'll happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I don't think that's where they're heading right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if that, like, port, if that, like, you know, last-gen version comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it on, like, the new version of the Switch or something yeah. as well, just to get it in as many households as possible. Do you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was because with Fallen Order, they were keen to rave about how well that was doing, like, financially for them, how many copies they'd been selling. They haven't done that this time around. Yeah, we, we knew that they would just based off of the amount of the the how many households can you sell to on that on that mm-hmm. with the current gen compared to the old one, right? Mm-hmm. That was always like the uphill battle that they were going to have. And but, um, but even like, but I think Rob knows this as well. The, the attach rate for like new generation games is pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know, when Sony, for example, produced a first party PlayStation exclusive, which is only for PS5, they haven't catered to the new gen. Uh, the okay. last gen, sorry. Like, the attach rate is pretty high. It's the same thing with, like, the Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when they when they make it a Zelda, like, so it was a high attachment rate and everything Yeah. Else, yeah, that's, know, why but... I, that's why I have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not, like, buying a Switch to play FIFA 23 or something. No, you know, definitely or, not. Or anything. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Survivor probably did let them down, even though it was a really good game. Um... I think Survivor probably let them down in terms of sales in mm. contrast to Fallen Order. Right. You know? But KG KG says so Mandover Mandoverse is like phase one. Well, like like my just this is just not based off of any anything but my opinion. And that's that if Filoni has a hit film, they're gonna want Filoni to make another hit film for them. And you can't have Dave Filoni hanging out making making TV shows for you and making your hit films. He's just one guy. It's not, I don't think it's realistic. And I, I don't, and, and provided he makes a film and enjoys it, I would assume he knows what it's going to entail and will. And it's been around the Star Wars films for the last decade and stuff like that. So I'm going to assume he knows what he's getting into and he wants to be into it. And so I think if his movie takes off, I think that it, that's likely going to take Favreau and Filoni away from. The Southern California film production or television shows. Um, at the same time, uh, I don't really. Favreau is supposed to be the producer on it, and every source I ever had around Favreau, by the way, says he does not want to go to does not want to go to leave Los Angeles. He's got a life and a family and friends here, and he's can I make it anything Mandoverse outside of, and that includes the film outside of LA. Yeah. That, yeah, that's no. just going to be an LA thing. I think the other stuff like Acolyte, the Ray movie, and or wherever else, if Dawn of Jedi ever actually happens, that stuff yeah. will be here. That'll be Pinewood. That'll be Shinfield or wherever. Right. I think as long as Favreau and Filoni are producing stuff, especially yeah. as a as a as a partnership, it'll remain like Southern California. And I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's probably going to be true i'll speak for myself on this one every single source i've spoken to about the last week or so and the rumors going around it's just been like what 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, like nobody knows what's going on. No, nobody knows. Time what's going on. So, so it's a good time. It's a good time to make some shit up. Is my take. Oh yeah, it's a great. Yeah. We but we hear this like. Do you remember when I, you know, I was telling you about like the release order and stuff? Like, yeah, months ago. Yeah, yeah. You know the, the the guys at the time were like, if anybody tells you that this is that they know, they don't know shit. Yeah, like, yeah. None of us know. We don't know. And then you spoke to us also not too long after, and they pretty much said the same thing. Like, if somebody says this yeah. is shooting at this time, that's bullshit. Or if this is going to release at this time, that's bullshit. And that's where we are. I don't think we're in a position where. Like Snyder even said it last week. Like you know, it's not just us who hear it. Like it's also someone like him, and he was like, "Are you gonna ask about the Ray movie shooting in May?" I don't even know where that came from, but probably Chris Breezy. Chances are, but he was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> like nobody fucking knows. This like yeah, the strike going on. Like you know, like if you remember what Snyder said, like pre-strike, they were hoping to start the casting process for the Ray movie, like last month. They haven't been able to do that. Yeah, you know, so everything's gonna be delayed. You know that they, they've now need to get their like ducks in line. And yeah, and like, that that Ray movie is is by all accounts from Pinewood side of things is fucking nothing going on. So you're telling me they don't know what's going on with the Ray movie, but they somehow, unless Filoni's movies first now, just not. But unless that happened, that's the only way that even begins to make kind of sense. So Royal Fino says, my friend who works on sets in Hollywood is bummed that Ahsoka is leaving LA, that they shouldn't be. He wanted to get on season two. He can. People are saying Star Wars is done with LA. It's not. But I hope it's just rumors jumping to conclusions. It is. It's a bunch of fan mathers going and then... Now we're going to... away, Jason. We oh, you're going... We're going oh, no. to Aruba. We're going really? To Aruba. No, I'm dude. They, to, I'm hoping to get murdered by hot dude, little rich, no. rich white boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm go they said Aruba. They said they said you're going to Pinewood, buddy. It's completely what? different. That's not even oh, no. close. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. They they, no, they I say go to Ibiza. Ibiza. No, they say you're going to go for a UK tax break, is what they're saying. P- Pistol Pete knows. I mean, that's that's the only poutine, reason why. Jason, we go get some poutine. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, po- um, no. Wait, did you say poutine or poutine? <laughs> what you What you think I said? You Both think? are in Canada, so maybe maybe <laughs> make your Star Wars movie Canada. in Canada. All right, go. Use a Canadian crew, Baloney. <laughs> you can do it. I'm gonna use a Canadian crew. I'm, like, just, I'm like, gonna use them that. That uh, guy just mentioned like the UK tax break, but like there's only so many productions you can shove into Pinewood. Like yes, Disney have a deal with Pinewood, yes, but like that's not just like it's not just because we love. We go into Kokomo just... to get Kokomo <laughs> tax breaks. I got the perfect song. Hold on, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's, it's just like well, we like Star Wars, so we think about the Star Wars stuff. But I, yeah, Disney I, I don't using want to... Pinewood for for like the Disney remakes, and they're using it for the, the Marvel stuff, and that everything else, and in between, they're not just using it for Star Wars. And, like, and I I heard that yet they were they they do the equivalent of like a subletting. Mm-hmm. They they when they have space. Like they own the space, they have it blocked out for them. They can also rent that out. I don't know exactly. I like timeshare and Plo Koon's little, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like his little spot. Like I just like the timeshare. Like it's, it's it's impossible to shove all the Star Wars stuff into Pinewood. 
Well, and, and that's you could fit it all in there, you know. No, saying? no, but they got what doing when they were doing Rogue One and they were doing The Last Jedi simultaneously, mm -hmm. it was to such a degree that it parts of, of those movies were not made at Pinewood, and people don't realize oh. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I accidentally directed some Rogue One that day too. I didn't even know I was directing. sliding around, and next thing you know, I've done directing Vader. Mm, he Filoni thought he was in a in Aruba directing an orgy, and he walked onto the set at Pinewood in a completely different country, and he gave us the Darth Vader sequence, and then Gareth. Now, Jason, I was it. directing Yezins Go Wild. <laughs> I, I was I was driving the other day and I was just like thinking about Rogue One and like Gareth Edward uh Edwards came in my, my my brain and I was like wait a minute he was in the fucking sequence that they said he didn't direct. <laughs> he's literally he's literally in the sequence. Yeah, yeah running. Like and and so so I, I tried to make like Freddie Prince Jr. wasn't just partying hard. And I'm like, is there a chance that the at the moment he was in the sequence, he was the one doing saying action and and doing the stuff that he you know the logistical work for Gareth. That's the only way I can make it make sense. That's according to Gareth, and he did that interview recently where he's like, "No, I directed all that stuff." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, so no. He definitely, no, he definitely directed it. I'm just like trying to make it make sense. I'm just trying to make it make and sense. I've seen man. the creator, and I've seen Ahsoka, and I can tell you which one I'm inclined to believe. <laughs> fair, <Same>. that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I never saw. I never saw the creator. I, I wanted to see it. But I will rent it's it. Fun, dude. I don't It'll care. Yeah. It's eventually. not as smart as you want it to be, but it's fucking cool. It's way yeah. fucking cooler than Mortal Kombat. And I love that movie, but you know what I mean, Jason. Like, mm -hmm. you know, way cooler than fucking Highlander. And Highlander's cool. I mean, it doesn't have Queen. Um, you know, but you take Queen so, out of Highlander, really for real. Like, Steven, um, a while ago, it came really close to there being Star Wars productions in Australia. Um, it was, I had this from a really, really good source that they were talking, like going back to where they filmed the prequels, even kind of stuff. And, uh, it, it but it ended up not, none of that stuff happened. I think maybe had Rogue Squadron gone forward and they couldn't have done it at Pinewood that they might have gone to Australia. Um, but they didn't. So I think they were nothing, nothing story, nothing story, yeah. but they were prepping Rogue Squadron at Pinewood. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, that's, that's, it's it's all such a, a a weird like clusterfuck, but I have heard of more things kind of get started and stopped, and I think things that usually get out unless mm -hmm. I put it out or we put it out or whatever. And like on this one, on the Ahsoka one, like I would love for that to be true. Like it would be rad if all of a sudden the Ahsoka series was looking like Andor. You know, mm -hmm. it would be great. I would love that. I would. So, so this is this is a story where I love to be wrong, and that's oh, yeah. the case. But my cinematographer buddy started watching Ahsoka, and he doesn't like the visual look of it. And I was like, I think for TV Star Wars, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm, but he he has a different opinion. So, um, and he loves Andor. So I guess there is something the average person can't tell the different stuff that is going on visually. I mean, we can tell, but at the same time, I'm like, if this is if you're complaining about the look of this, you know, like, I mean, I granted it's not the same level as, say, Strange New Worlds. Like, that's a pretty, pretty show, Jason. Very pretty mm -hmm. show. 
Yeah. But they had to make a lot of shitty Star Wars Star Trek to get there. <laughs> they were discounting all these seasons of Discovery and a bunch of other shit they fucked up to get to that point. So um I think if Filoni could just, you know, I, the visual thing are not my problem. The problem is is when you have characters that haven't seen each other in 20 years, don't want to have or 10 years, whatever, don't want to have the conversations that you've been building five episodes to getting to. And then they never have those conversations in lieu of faux adventure. It's like I'm just like well, uh, uh, of, know, of, of implication. It happened. Implication. You just weren't there, buddy. You weren't invited to the intimate moment. I, I don't want. I, I imagine that in Stranger Things, you're like, yeah, we're not going to deal with Will disappearing. You know, what would you see in the the the, the upside down? Ah, it didn't really matter. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, you got to deal well, with that. Like, I won't spoil it, but like, yeah, like like I mean, Luke watched like the end of Attack on Titan this weekend. He's super Is excited. It finally for over it. the real ending. Mm -hmm. the real yeah, ending, right? yeah, it came out over the weekend. And there's like most of it, I'd say it was about 90% really good. But then there's like this one thing where it's like, this one thing happened. We don't know why. <laughs> it was like, what? It's like a pretty big deal that you just said that this thing happened, but you don't know why. And it was like, well, to be they, fair, they know. did cut it short from the manga. Right. So, no, 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 they didn't. That's, no, it's the, uh, it's the opposite. It's the other way. Opposite, yeah. yeah. Did it okay. the one they're cutting short. Sorry. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, you know, once again, no ending is ever going to make make everybody happy on every single like checkbox or whatever. It says what it is. But more people are happy right. for the Attack on Titan end in, in the anime, though, than they were when the initial manga came out. I, don't I was happy. Any... Yeah, yeah. I wasn't that invested. I was, I was, yeah, I, but I, was I don't think invested, anyone's but, coming yeah. away from it like abject failure or something no 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 i would I, I don't think they should i don't i don't think that was that wasn't the look on my son's face after you know wait till they get the live action attack on titan from a cheap japanese studio you know i like, i, I, I actually it already exists yeah oh, of course it does but i actually <laughs> i actually believe in attack on titan actually uh being a good film i, I think that in, could be could be a, a good film and with the with the way that that it ends rob um, it it kind of has a Battlestar Galactica kind of thing where it's like humanity's done this before and it'll do it again. You know, we're kind of in a right. loop. Humanity, uh, civilizations rise and they fall kind of thing. Uh, they could definitely like like do a video game. They could definitely do a live action film and a CGI film, whatever they want, and be like, this is just the other iteration of the cycle. And you could have a lot of the same stuff and change it up over time. So like, um, um. Bespin was showing me how that's not likely to happen at this moment, but I think it will over time. I think somebody else will own it or whatever. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the creator, like he, um, he said he's like pretty much done with it. He doesn't even have plans to write another manga. He's got a like a version of a Attack of Titan coming out in April, like another book. I think he talks about Levi's origins and stuff in it. I can't remember what he said. Yeah, but um, yeah, he doesn't even want to write anymore or anything. He just wants to go and open up a sauna in Japan. You know? <laughs> he wants to watch naked people. He's like, I want to see people naked. Well, <laughs> He's like, it. I can appreciate this. Like, he was at a New York <laughs> Comic Con last year, and because the manga, like the end of the manga happened like the year before, they had, before he stepped out, they had asked like the audience to be kind to him and not to like abuse him. Because yeah. he'd been like getting death threats and like volatile abuse thrown at him because of the end of that manga yeah and he was almost like on, in tears on stage because everybody was so nice and told him how much they did appreciate the end and i think you know that's shown yeah. again now in the i had the wrong mentality man i remember working on a comic 20 years ago and the co-creator was like we're gonna get death threats i'm like we should run those as covers 
do the Tetrack <laughs> cover limited edition. <laughs> yeah, he chickened out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anybody have anything else to say about the Ahsoka numbers before we before we head out? Not really. I think we did a good episode. Yeah. I think we did it. I think we, I, I think if you, no, I ruined the show. No, no. I think we we <laughs> according to that to one guy, you ruined the show. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's always right. You know. No, Never. but I mean, we we I mean, we we got down to fat, factual count. metrics. We didn't go with what we wanted things to be or anything like that. And I think that it that's that's all that you should do or can do. You know, you could hope for the best and want better from them. And we can look at what they're doing and be like, oh, well, how do we criticize them? We can't criticize them accurately if we're criticizing them based off of bullshit. And that allows them to deflect from the true criticism. I think you our know? actual shared critique, though, Jason, if I'm going to be mm -hmm. serious, is we all, yeah, I don't know about Bespin, but you and me, I think we agree. They got to get rid of Disney Plus and then move the shows based on their age group they're looking to target. To us, to sell it to a platform that is appropriate for that age group. They want to do something more mature, put it on Netflix. If they want to sell something a little less mature, sell it to, I don't know, Paramount Plus or some other shit like that. Like, yeah. That and that, that Hulu, the uh, Hulu acquisition and the thing together could definitely, could, could, no, no, it, no, it really could. It, it, it could, it could change things up massively for a show like Andor. So like, once that happens, I gotta tell you, I by the way. I was yeah, subscribed to Hulu for Only Murder Season 3, right? The, or the, yeah. the latest season. I hate that fucking app so much, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. first off, it, it 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 minimizes the screen the last 10 to 15 seconds before the show ends. Well, yeah, so that's you're, you're, you're watching it on a, on a PC on a PC, and I think that's that's not the most common it, way people use it. So I think that they like it should, it should never those. happen. It, should it shouldn't happen, happen though. Yeah, it should never happen. I actually watched Hulu for the first time yesterday on my on this computer. I was like on it on a computer because like for the very first time, and it was doing that as well. But I think you yeah, might like... get the Hulu content put into Disney Plus. Though. I think you'll have the Disney Plus. I don't know how Disney Plus works on your computer or anything, Rob. But like it, you know, if that's running well, I think Hulu will eventually be on that in the in a separate tab. Yeah, the uh, the infrastructure of 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 Hulu was 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 built as Hulu, and whereas this the Disney Plus one was a was a nothing service that had a great infrastructure, and that's why they bought it. Well, so I used I, to watch Hulu, you know, twelve years ago to watch Hell's Kitchen, right? Yeah, like like that was because I didn't have cable. Talk about Ghostbusters three. Uh, that trailer's coming out soon. By Ghostbusters four, the new Ghostbusters. I know the uh, the uh, fakers are saying it as well. So that's why yeah. we know it's happening. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's how we know. No, it's no, called no, what's it called? Frozen Empire. Yeah. Uh, which, which makes me feel like it's an SEO experiment on Empire Strikes Back and Frozen <laughs> for Ghostbusters. It, the whole goof is when hell freezes over. That's the goof, and they can't just find a way to put that in the title. So, you know, they're trying to find a they're trying to find like Bestman thinks more. it's Bestman thinks it's the Empire State Building, right? Is your guess? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, that yeah, like, but I, you know some, the some joke when hell that'll happen when hell freezes over. That, yeah. That's what we're talking about. You know, but like, yeah, that's this is a, like, like what was it? This is I'd say start of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Me and you were talking about Ghostbusters. Like, I was like, they're, they're doing all this stuff with like snow and ice. Like from what I knew, people were working on it, and then I was like, they're referring to it as Hell's Kitchen, like the 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 movie. So I was yep. like, 
you know, and then I went to you and I was like, well, wasn't the third Ghostbusters supposed to be like hell and like what Rob just said, hell freezes over, blah, blah, blah. Like that's yeah. why. And like, yeah, so. It was, was it called like Ghostbusters all hell freezes over or some shit like that? It was hell like... kitchen. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the oh. original Ghostbusters three. Yeah. I yeah, think it was like, called yeah. something like that. Yeah. So again, then we end up here, which is like, you know, supposedly frozen empire. Yeah. But yeah. But anyways, uh, Bestman, Do we need to Google Star Wars Outlaws, by the way? Or no? no? No, we don't, because it's not coming out for a fucking really, really long time, Will. <laughs> and um, we know it exists. I mean, Rob thinks they should just be putting all their money in the video games. I don't know. I, I'm, no, I'm like, I think they should, they should be spending the kind of budgets they're putting into She-Hulk should be put into video games, and the kind of budgets they used to put into the Daredevil series is what should be going into TV shows mm-hmm. on Netflix. That's what I think. Yeah. I just think, like, that's that's where they're going to see their profit return come back. Like, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to make things in games. You could they could have a whole X Men series of badass video games by now, dude. Like with the shared storyline that you cool. can do at a budget on a game that you couldn't do in live action. Or I'm gonna throw it out there and say that the Star Wars games are only making a lot of money because they're eventized. Well, same thing. I'm not saying <laughs> three I'm games a year. Yeah, no. you know, like you can't, no, no but I'm saying the, the way game development is, they can't crank out a bunch of stuff it, games prevent them they can create like costumes and loots and stuff like live event things but they mm-hmm. can't create new games all the time yeah you know, at the level we're talking about yeah no and and once again my, my my whole thing is though for the discussion today as we were talking about not video game numbers we're talking about the numbers of the disney plus shows and how that affects so rob's the one who can't stay on the rails because he's a wild oh, man yeah no before, I let you Will, speak an hour before I jumped in. <laughs> Will if I derailed your conversation an hour into it, then what are we talking about? Like, Will saying wouldn't be you. Outlaws is still slated for next year. Like we always said, it was still slated for next year. Yeah, it just it's, wasn't before April first. Like when it's being pushed out of that that fiscal window. Mm-hmm. Like we speculated it might end up in like fall or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not going to be out by April first. That was no. the thing. We don't think it, it's twenty twenty five. But it's it's going to feel more like a year from now than not a year from now. Is what I think. Yeah. What what are we going to do to get our numbers up on the show, Jason? That's the real question. Huh? We got we got to have those those thumbnails that have best been going <gasps> with the Home Alone faces, and you know we got to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, some somebody in the chat earlier said like Game of Thrones got like views for nakedness and fucking. So I just yeah. think we need to get Rob naked. So I, I think your featured image should be the Khaleesi the goal, so. railing you with I, the strap on. I knew I once he once he got me on Fortnite, he's gonna try to get me naked. And I knew this was- <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you to be the uh, the uh, Khaleesi when the skin comes out, and then we'll use that. We'll use footage from that on the show, and people will be like, "Man, that Rob is one sexy bitch." You know, mm-hmm. I can see I can work. see the Sarah Connor skin. I, I like the. I, I got it. I got it. It's not very sexy though. I don't think it's going to make or make our numbers go up at all. We have we have different we have different theories on this. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, I listen. I'm I'm not I'm not saying you can't be attracted to Sarah Connor. I'm saying the Fortnite skin of Sarah Connor. Oh, uh, right. Do anything yeah. for anybody? I don't. I think want so. a woman who can who can bust me out of a third world prison. You know I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, um, but we do have the, have the uh, numbers for Ahsoka or for the Star Wars shows and the Marvel shows, like at our whim now, thanks to the many the nice died to 
to bring yeah. them. No, I mean, and we, and we could um, next time we have a video game show, we could bring up the video game numbers and then really compare them because we've always, I think, as a true best friend and uh, Rob and I, we all think that like, yeah, the, the, the games things is usually looked at backwards by the fandom as a jumping up to a TV show is the is is the graduation. It's actually a demotion for those characters as the the, the video game platform is so much bigger. You know, thirty yeah. million people play Cal Kestis. Yeah. Nine million people on average see Ahsoka. It's not right. it's, it's for different. forty hours, Jason. Like for forty we hours. About oh, this series is six show. Oh, I can't watch. Oh, it's too much hours. They're like a hundred hours. Fucking Cal Kestis. You know, like it's like it's like going on a Galactic Star Cruiser with an attractive man. You come home and he gives you a laptop. I wonder hours. what you did on that Galactic Star Cruiser. I I did whatever it took. For the show, if you didn't listen to the the guy from Scum and Villainy. He went on Galactic Starker, the second to last uh-huh. cruise or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's having just like withdrawals. Like he got he went way into it, and now he's like he even owns a Star Wars bar. And he's like it's not the same. Like people were really like, <laughs> yeah, we were all in a shared universe together. Like he's he's like when people were pulled out of Pandora in the first Avatar movie. See, I brought it back to Avatar, and they're yeah. having uh, Avatar withdrawals. He's having Galactic Starship withdrawals. Legit. Galactic Starship withdrawal. No, the uh, yeah, that once again is was an amazing thing. It was really, really, it was done really, really, really well, um, and sold by complete fucking jackasses. That's the only that's 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 like my true review of the whole thing. It was so good, and it was sold by fucking jackasses. That's the that's all. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's on. Um, you could watch that video on. I think you could watch it on Spotify, but um, the computer broke and I never got to upload it. And then my son broke the my iPad. I was just having too much misfortune for a week to even acknowledge <laughs> that the iPad was was broken. I'm like, my phone and my computer broke. Oh, now you I now you've broken my iPad. I'm just not going to acknowledge it, and I'm just going to move hey, on with my life. And Santa's mm-hmm. talking shit about the color of your beard, so I don't what? forget about that. Yeah, you missed that. It's in the front of the show. That's some common. bullshit. He's just, he's he's getting jealous because he sees he sees that I'm I'm catching up to him. He sees that pretty soon there's gonna be a new Santa beard on the scene in the Star Wars sphere, and he knows at that point. Jingle ping, jingle ping. At that point, you know, <laughs> jingle ping. But yeah. But anyways, uh, everybody, we're we're gonna we're gonna end the show now. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you for Bestman for doing all the, all the research, man. Thanks, Appreciate man. it a lot. And Rob, glad you showed up, man. Um, we'll oh, yeah. be back. That's why, that's why we'll you didn't a... tell me you're trying to hide the shows from me. <laughs> no, honestly, um, this, this us doing this was like last minute, and we I thought it was only gonna yeah, be a half hour. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I no, see I, how you get out of dates, it's a very similar conversation. <laughs> no, no, it's no, you're, you're not showing I'm up at my school. At like, what about the show, Jason? What about the show? <laughs> let me in, let me in. Come on, everybody, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're a coward, Jason. You're a coward. <laughs> you guys know how bitches be. <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, dog. spaceships.